1: Happy Thursday, everybody! Thank you for tuning into the Rory Sauter Show. I'm Rory Sauter, your host. It is great to be back with all of you. I have missed you all. We had a fantastic show on Tuesday. Everything you could want in an episode. Phenomenal guests, great dialogue, unbelievable rhythm and flow. Uh, first and foremost, I want to thank all my guests, my audience, my sponsors, and co hosts. You guys are all incredible. The show keeps evolving, we keep getting bigger and bigger. Listened to in 25 countries on 70 online platforms. Again, that's 25 countries, 70 online platforms all over the place. And I am loving every moment of it. I am pumped up tonight. I got a lot on my mind. I got a lot to vent about. I got a lot to establish, to address, to discuss. We're going to make this happen. I'll tell you, there, there's uh, shit hitting the fan. Uh, all over the media. I mean, uh, just you, story after story, and just like all the corruption, everything being exposed. Anyways, guys, I hope wherever you are, I hope your week is going accordingly. I hope it's productive. I hope it's fun. Um, the weekend is approaching, which is always a huge relief, always a huge, you know, fun feeling. Um, these days are, are tough, though. You know, we're Living in a time like uh, really never seen before, you know, lots of different emotions are flowing, you know, and, and I get that. You know, people out there are, are not uh, are not OK. I mean, I, I, even when you go into some of these public places like grocery stores or I mean, people are paranoid as hell. I mean, it's, it's like it makes me uncomfortable because I can feel the energy being around all this. You know, but I'm going to get into that, you know, obviously a lot tonight. There's a lot to talk about with the whole corona thing, how much of a sham it is. Um, you know, I, I, I really want to mention to everybody, and I think this is very, very important. You know, my haters don't know a fucking thing about me. They don't know a fucking thing about me. And I get all this hate mail, all these nasty messages on social media people hoping I fail, people thinking, saying I suck. Oh, really? You know, I would love for you to go do a radio show for three hours and have 12 or 13 deaths on. I want to see how you, I want to see how that works out for you because I don't know anybody in radio that can do what I can do. I am in my moment. I mean, I, I am, I am literally in my zone. You know, people either get on this journey, get on this train, or don't. I don't really care. Like I said the other night, don't listen if you have an issue with me. I don't I don't you know what? I don't care. Because I have all the fans in the world. I'm in twenty five countries, jackasses. I'm on seventy online platforms. Twenty five countries. You go accomplish that. And then you come back to me, and then we can have man to man talk. None of this behind the keyboard bullshit. See me face to face. And you know you people know. I mean, I'll share all the messages. I get get bombarded. I get haunted. And you know what? This whole cancel culture thing, like I said the other night, you're never going to cancel me. No matter how much you try, you will never prevail. You know how many times I've been fined by the FCC? It doesn't even faze me. And you know what? The FCC, to to be honest with you, and I know they listen, they're rats. They're paid rats. And some of the things are justifiable, what I've said, and I will fight them in court. And the other stuff, sure, like I said the other night, I could have kept my mouth shut. But you know what? You're never going to stop Rory from being Rory. What you see is what you get. I'm, a, I'm as authentic and genuine as they come in this life. Any Anyone who meets me will tell you that. You know, I, I don't fake. if I have an issue, you're going to hear it. You know, and, and the sugar coders and the, fit, the phonies and then the people that, you know, have this whole, you know, you know, lying persona. I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of it. And you know what? I, I'll give you an example. You know, these people want to call me Nazis. They want to call me racist. They want to call me this horrible person. But I want to tell everybody what I did today. I spent hours and hours going to downtown Palm Springs and finding any homeless person I could and giving them money, as many as I could. That's how generous I am. That's, how, that, that's, that's the kind of guy and, and heart I have. I'm trying to make a difference in the world. I see people on the street right now. I, I honestly get tears in my eyes. Nobody should have to go through that. Nobody should have to endure that. I mean, you know what? I do so much for, for charities. I'm, I mean, I, I've helped so many, you know, uh, addiction issues. I am here as a humanitarian. I am so sick of the bickering and the divide and the hate. Why can't people just lend a hand? What happened to civil, civil discourse? What happened to, you know, proper dialogue? Why, why are we so at each other's throats? And, you know, just like Carlo Cavazzuti, the, gr- the great uh, best-selling author and crime, ex- crime expert, one of the baddest mofos on the planet, good friend of the show, even said the other day. He pitied the guy that's going to get on stage with me when I run for Congress in 2022. Because you know what? I'm I'm the best improviser. I'm one of the best speakers. I'm one of the quickest people on earth. I mean, nobody can come up with things like I can in seconds. I mean, the, the like the way I, you know, uh, approach the scenario, the way I coach myself, the way I, you know, uh, do all these things, various no no people they can't nobody's gonna beat me i I mean i will destroy and you know what they're gonna bring up my past i get it okay okay i don't care you know what i'm the candidate notice what my slogan is on my campaign i don't care what about what you did yesterday i care about what you're doing today i don't care about yesterday i care about what you're doing today because too many especially these millennial you know Pussies they want to bring up oh Well he said this oh and all The Democrats oh he said this 30 years Ago and I mean Don't you always say in life people can Change for the better people can always Start over and start fresh Start fresh and and they Can change and and they can do Things differently and they and everybody Everybody every Single person has some Sort of issue in life nobody's Perfect and I'm sick of these people that try to portray themselves as completely, you know, just flawless. I mean, you, you, you know, you guys are part of the problem. You know, the first, the the first and most important part of anything, you know, is, is taking responsibility. It really is. And I I don't see that from a lot of, a lot of people these days. I mean, we've turned into a society of entitlement. We've turned into a society of ignorance on education. Um, I, and I, I was talking the other day, I think the voting age should be raised to 25. I mean, there are so many indoctrinated idiots that get out of college, and they should not be allowed to vote. They should not be allowed to vote. I, I would say 25, because by 25, at least you're, you know, a little older, and, you know, than, than 18. And, and you actually have some sort of sense of reality and you know we're seeing that in that in that age realm of those kind of people waking up you know it's usually a couple years after they go to college a lot of them do wake up but that that process once they get out of college it's liberal indoctrination and parents are fed up with it you know and 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 i and i won't i won't stop you know uh being confident in myself i won't stop with some of the remarks like i am shakespeare i in the flesh i am mozart i am the beatles I am Michael Jackson. I mean, I am that talented. Google, Nike. Who can talk like me? Who can improvise? Who can elaborate? Who can carry on dialogue this quick and this fast all day long? I, I mean, Rush Limbaugh can. Howard Stern can. I, I was. I picked up the mic one day, and here I am. And you know why I'm going to be, be the best at my craft? and at my trade and at my profession is because I am a guy that wants to do something a hundred percent. I don't half-ass anything. It has to be full on completion, full on, you know, the real deal. Otherwise screw it, you know, and I'll, I'll run through walls. I will run through walls to win anything at anything. You know, everybody knows I'm not getting into politics for money. So I wish the trolls would stop sending me that, too. I own, I own like three companies. I own a mobile app development company. We build apps for large corporations and small businesses. And I also have my radio show, which I have some of the biggest sponsors, TGI Fridays, Chantix, Cialis. You know what those payouts are like? I invest so much in real estate. I, own, I invest a ton, a ton in the stock market just started a solar company. I mean, I'll just keep going. I mean, I won't stop. I never sleep. I sleep three hours a night and then I'm back up. I'm, my brain's like the energizer bunny. There, There's something, you know, I, I call it being eccentric and that's a good word. Eccentric, like creative, like just, just like something that is, is so much, I don't want to use the word different. I, just, just like, you know, n- not the normal everyday human. You know, I, I think about and process things much differently. And my brain's always thinking about the next big money move, the next big business move, the next big idea, how I'm going to capitalize today. I wake up at – I go to bed probably about 2.30 in the morning, wake up at 6 when the, st- well, the stock market opens at 6.30. Uh, on the west coast but i i wake up at six on the pre-market and, and you know i i i am really uh de- dedicated to to life i really am and, and embrace stuff you know anybody anybody ever tells you you know bullshit about yourself you know just work harder work that should that should encourage you to be even more powerful and to prove them wrong even more and to work even harder at achieving your goals and and, and you'll get there because the haters are the ones that are are the are the drive? They really are, they really are. You know, and and um, it's it's one of those things. That, sorry guys, I get on these rants and I get a little, you know, I get a little carried away. Jesus Christ, what the what
2: the what the?
1: Um, I want to welcome to the show. I believe he, he's with us right now.
2: Um,
1: we have U.S. congressional candidate from Arizona, very good friend of mine, Josh Barnett. He's doing big things. He's the nominee. Uh, soy boy Ruben Galago uh, won't debate him, and uh, keeps, you know, hiding like uh, Biden in his basement, so, you know, Josh has that to deal with, unfortunately, and uh, you know, I wish Josh could get up there and just fucking destroy him, excuse my French.
3: Hey, thank you for having me, Rory, I appreciate it, man, it's always fun being on with you, and I called Ruben out again today about debating me, and um, no response, as usual, so we're going to go about continue campaigning hard, and we've closed the gap on him, and I think he knows it, and that's why he's running away. Um, we've had a, a couple polls done um, internal uh, from the same person a few weeks apart, and we've gained some ground, uh, which is a, a positive A positive, You know, I don't really trust polls like you, you know what I mean? I don't really trust these polls, but um, yeah, they're, they're it they're so does give
4: you an indication they're so, they're of, a, of, so a, mis- of a trend, you they're, know, they're a so trend at what's happening. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, I exactly. agree with you and about I, the
1: polls. The polls are skewed. Um, they're doctored in so many ways.
3: Yes, no doubt. And, uh, so I, I kind of use it more as a trend than anything else But it's showing that we're gaining some, gaining some ground and, um, we're just going to keep working hard, get, getting that uh, lit out, get those lit drops out to people so they let them know who I am, what I stand for and how I contrast yeah the Reuben. And, um, you know we're just gonna keep hustling. You know, we're doing a lot of social media now. We're doing a uh, blipboard We have. Uh, we're gonna be doing some Spanish radio and other stuff as well um, within the next few days. So, you know, we're yeah. we're doing what we can, and uh, we're gonna to fight to the very end. And I got I got my good friend uh, David Jose on with us right now too. And is he the six
1: two six number?
3: David, you on with us?
1: No, I'm the same number. I'm actually on with Josh. Oh, okay. Hey, David, how David are you? David, David Jose, also welcome to the <laughs> show. I, you've been doing a lot of good work with Josh, and you know, David, you and I have become friends. On I think you're an awesome individual, and I think you have a lot of potential. And I know you guys are are working on a lot of different things right now. I want you and Josh to talk about that.
3: Yeah, I linked oh, up with David. I had a lot of connections, and David had a lot of a lot of the knowledge when it came to. Uh, how to fight this um, ridiculous emergency uh, order by our governor? Um, how the young, He's the such, un- an, un- asshole. He's such an asshole. you Such yeah. an
5: asshole.
3: You know, we 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 Sorry. were like, this is so unconstitutional, and David David knew exactly what to do. Uh, we got shut down the second time. We already had everything prepared to move my gym into the private, and I'll let David explain what that
6: what that entails. Yeah. So actually, um, when you look at the Arizona. Constitution Declaration of Rights, which most government officials uh, they don't actually read it, but it tells you in there that you have a right two things, actually. One of them is in uh, Section 8 of Article 2. It tells you that you are not to be disturbed in your private affairs or home invaded, right? So the thing is, is you have a right to be in the private. And some people say, well, you got the right to be in the private by yourself. Well, uh, yeah. You can also see in the Declaration of Rights that it says that uh, the right of the people to peaceably assemble, you know, that can never be abridged. So the government right. has no right at all to stop people from assembling for the common good. And so the right. associations that we create, uh, they're private organizations that have yep. people who yep. have common beliefs. So it could be a belief in working out and improving your oxygen. It could be a belief in uh coming together and eating food and dancing and doing different things that you might do uh in yep. order to uh bring joy and peace, uh serenity, you know, you got people killing themselves. So there's so many different types of activities that really could be covered under the PMA. So uh, we did that, and because it's a constitutionally protected right, they can't mess with it. And to make it even worse, Arizona has an ARS uh, uh, 20-317, where it actually says that you know any person, which doesn't mean what people think it means, but any person who fails to obey a lawful order or refuses is guilty of a misdemeanor. Well, they never tell you what the bottom half of that law says. It actually says that any private organization or member thereof who refuses uh, to to uphold any of the emergency plans or anything like that, mass, um,
1: that they're not bound. Yeah, and, and, and that's the thing. You know, you, you guys are doing something so pivotal and so important and so significant in, the, in this time of tragedy when so many people are losing their businesses. I mean, look at look at how, you know, this is the impact. I mean, it's unreal. It's it's un it's unbelievable how all these small businesses have had to suffer. Meanwhile, all these yeah. big, huge right. companies uh, get to stay open. I'll, I mean, it makes no sense to me. It's it, it's communism at its finest. And then you got the stupid math mandate, which, you know, that's another whole other topic. But you guys are doing something so – I mean, look how many lives you're, 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 you know, changing because they didn't have that direct knowledge. You know what I mean? It's so illogical and irrational what's happened, you know,
3: that uh, when David brought this to my attention, I I jumped on it. You know, I saw, I saw, I saw for what it was, immediately jumped on it. And and now with David, he reached out to friends of mine. And Josh, you read a lot, man. You're always
1: on top of things, man. You're always doing your research.
3: I I am man. I I feel that's like I you know I, I treat that like my job. <laughs> you know I, I I just feel like I have to be on top of it. You know because people people rely kind of on me sometimes for their information. So, um, you yeah. know we reached out. We, we saved. I don't I don't know how many uh, David. We're probably like forty plus gyms now around the country. Yeah,
6: it it was it was over forty within like a month month and a half. He had Josh had over forty gyms open. And the thing is, is that. It wasn't wow. my idea to get all the gems going. It's like I helped Josh and then Josh like, David, we gotta do something for the people I'm like, What do you mean? He's like, Well, there's a whole bunch of people out there with businesses and I'll you know, I will call them and I'll get in touch with them because I want them to be open too. And so as Josh was opening up, you know, his entity in the private he also opened up the doors for other people in Arizona, in California, in New Jersey. Uh, we've had yeah. uh, like three uh, PMA wins with uh, federal tribunals uh, that we use right. to attack the, the treason of of these governors and these um, these uh, municipalities. So I can't I can't take the credit because it was Josh's idea. It pushed me out of my comfort zone. Because, I, you know, right. I helped him and I knew what I wanted to do with him. And, you know, I can clearly yeah. show when attorneys were hiding the law, I saw the law yeah. that clearly showed that they were prosecuting people that if you were in the private, they couldn't do it. And so, you know, we, we got Josh's gun and then we just got slammed. I mean, people from all over. It was nuts, but it's a blessing to see uh, someone in politics who actually cares about the people more than himself. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm going to tell you this real quick. You were saying how it doesn't make sense about what they were doing.
7: Yeah. Yeah.
6: But if you look at 26-314 in Arizona revised statute, you'll find that Arizona governor and the municipalities are allowed to take offers from person, you know, so that's any government association or entities that wants to give them money and make terms uh, for that offer. So, People can come and say, Look, we want you to lock down your whole city. We want you to lock down the whole state. We'll give you, you know, a half a billion dollars. And the governor can actually take the money and shut everybody down. And they're not telling us this. And it's in the statute.
3: It's
8: yeah, it's
6: true.
3: We're trying to expose this. You know, the more the more we can get out and expose the truth for what it is and let the people know. And and yeah. let them let them uh, show their anger <laughs> towards what's happening because what's happening right. is criminal, and, and I truly believe it that is. you know and uh, you know we've it had is. you know like like David said we've had three arbitration wins and our and my buddy Tommy at Top Shelf Fitness in New Jersey, um just won a huge arbitration in New Jersey to stick it to Governor Murphy, and he's gonna get he's gonna be awarded over four million for what they've done to him, and the arbitrators right. are deciding the number Good right Lord. now but. But what we put on them is a blessing because we're
1: showing these governors you're not in control like you think you are. Yeah, and, and, and you know,
6: yeah,
1: I want I, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, David.
6: You know, what you're doing, what Josh is doing, you know, you guys both have huge platforms. And for the American people, we've been taught the constitutions plural, backwards. Everybody's telling us about the United States Constitution, but most of your fundamental liberty interests are in your state yeah. constitution. So right. nobody's teaching them to us in school, and so everything yeah. that these guys are doing to us, they swore an oath not to do. But
1: because the American right. people don't know where to find it, they can't stand on it.
9: Uh-huh. And, and yep. I and
1: I've always uh. said, and I've always said, David, and I've always said. They, they, they should be required in school. You know, this is America. You know, this is the greatest country on earth. You know, if we want to really learn history, read the Constitution. But all these professors, professors would rather just shove, shoved, you know, liberal garbage down their throats. And, I mean, it's just awful. It's awful. Uh-huh. And it's fake, it's fake ideology, this liberal, this liberal propaganda. I mean, these universities are yeah. toxic. These high schools are toxic.
3: I'm, hoping, I'm yeah. hoping the implementation of the 1776 plan that Trump wants to put through incorporates the Constitution, and state constitutions, and obviously the federal papers uh, to, to show people right. how, how the founding fathers and these geniuses came up with you know, uh, right. incorporating human nature into the plan of the Constitution. Yeah. And that, that's so key for people to understand why we have what we have and, and why yep. we have uh, an electoral college because you've got idiots like AOC out there. Saying we, we should not have an electoral college, we should be a straight democracy. She is completely ignorant of the fact of why we have an electoral college, so that New York and California can't decide who our president's going to be every four years. You know, exactly and, 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 uh, that concept exactly. that she doesn't understand is. is here's a sitting congresswoman, who she pro- she probably does know why, but she's just lying to try to get try to get something changed. But these people, right. if but the, the Democrats, if they can't if they can't um, if they don't get a win. They're going to try to change the rules, you know, and and that's what they're trying to do now, and uh and, and that's why we have to fight. We have to win. We have no other choice.
1: And jo- Josh, you're absolutely right. And and we had um uh Tuesday night we had one one of our guests was um uh, John Cummings, who's a retired NYPD police officer. Uh-huh. He's also a very smart professor, yeah. and he's running against her, and he could act. He could actually probably beat her. I, I think he can. I think he can.
3: Yeah. I think you can, too.
1: I hope. I mean, I, I'm praying. I am praying because she, that woman, if that woman stays in power, it's only going to get worse because she's going to keep influencing all these young people that look up to her. I mean, she's just bad, bad news, and so is Omar, so is Priskley, whatever her name is. Okay. I don't know her name, the woman from Massachusetts, and then you okay. have uh, okay. Tlaib, all these morons. I mean, and they and you know what? No, it's you know it's you know pathetic. Pelosi yeah. and Schumer are scared of them. Pelosi and Schumer listen to what they say. I mean, they, they, they the Democratic Party has been hijacked. Yeah, it's it's, it's you
3: know insane what they let happen. Because Pelosi, I mean, when, when like I said, when they can't when they can't get away, you know, Trump Trump destroyed the China virus. <laughs> they're so mad. That, <laughs> and, and, uh, that was
10: great. You know, oh, yeah. they're oh, so yeah.
3: mad, and, and oh, we're gonna vote the Twenty Fifth
1: Amendment. I'm like. You don't, first of all, you don't go with the 25th Amendment and is. And that's what I'm asking. What I'm asking, why are you invoking, why are you trying to pursue the 5th Amendment I and mean, the 25th Amendment if you think you guys are going to win? I mean, you obviously know yeah, you exactly. guys are in trouble, yeah. you know? Go ahead. Well, the
3: only person you, that needs the 25th Amendment applied to would be Joe Biden because he has dementia and he's senile. And it's very evident that that's <laughs> the case. So, you know... I mean, Remember, the, guy, the, the guy clip from the, the, clip a from set from set the other day, That's I've been in the, the Senate
1: 180 years, and I'm like, what, is this guy, I mean, <laughs> people are taking this guy seriously? Gap after gap, air after air?
3: Killed, yeah, coronavirus killed 200 million people. You know, the guy's <laughs> a disaster. <laughs> you, you know what,
6: what's funny, Worry, is that um, these politicians who are fighting Trump They've been making money off of the people and off of their positions where Trump didn't take any money, and they've been running federal programs to steal from the people. This is where most of their money comes from. People say, you know, was it they become billionaires or, you know, people worth hundreds of millions off of these low uh, salaries? What's happening is is they have written themselves into the law or the statutes written themselves into the statutes, ways to make money off of federal enterprise
4: through yep. private
6: entities. They got $6 trillion. On top of the yeah. $6 trillion they got, you look at the uh, CPS program. They get tons of yeah. money off of that. Child support enforcement, they get tons of money off of that. Sixty-six percent of the money goes to the state, 33% stays in the fed. Nobody ever talks about that. So, what right. Trump did was, is you see Trump strengthening
11: CPS
6: in an executive order during COVID. He knows they're stealing yeah. the money and he's destroying it. If you look at the COVID program where they were getting thirteen thousand per uh, per first and second diagnosis of someone in the hospital, and then thirty nine thousand for people being put on ventilators, uh, which were killing them, you'll find yeah. that. Money was given for administrative costs, which gives money to the people in the fed and in the states who work in the programs and the hospitals. And Uh so they've been making money like that. And a lot of people don't realize, uh, of course, in in the culture of people who live by fire, that uh, we get tricked every year, uh, every four years or two years, with this idea of a uh, 40 acres and a mule type of retribution for slavery, which none of us were slaves. Yeah. None of one of the people who are vanilla complected right now uh, were part of slavery. So it's really yeah. uh, it's really a myth of thing because we're being used uh, in the midst of this situation in order to try to defeat Trump, to try right. to bring forth some type of communism, and, and the politicians are running. Game on, on Black Americans, you yes. know, and a lot of people are starting to wake up. A lot of people are starting to stand because they're seeing all these yes. lies, and they're starting to say, "Like, wait, they you lie on Trump just like sometimes you lie on us." Because Kamala Harris, we know that she prosecuted people uh, who didn't even do anything wrong, and she knew it.
1: Yes. Right? Knew it. No, absolutely.
6: And so, absolutely, you know, it, it it's good that we're having more people communicate of of, of different colors because what's happening is is that the people are waking up and we're finding that oh my gosh these government officials are literally screwing us they won't let us see our grandparents in nursing homes uh on their deathbed because they're talking about the disease that has a death
1: rate that's less than a fifth yeah exactly
3: Exactly. no
1: i know and and, and david you're right i mean david it's it's out of control. I mean, it's out of control. It's so exaggerated. It's so hyperbolic. I mean, these people are, are fear mongers at the finest. I mean, they, all they do is put fear and then stoke just, you know, all this shit upon everybody. And it's just nonsense. Um, Josh, I know I, you had something to say, Josh, I, I cut you off earlier. I'm sorry.
3: Oh, no, no, you're fine. You're fine. Um, you know, like, like, well, I'll just run off this, you know, they're, they're, they're really talking about the Democrats new thing is, Oh two hundred and ten thousand people have died. It's on, the blood is on Trump's hands. It's all a bunch of crap. It's all a bunch of garbage. And here's why. They count everything as COVID. They're trying to inflate the numbers to try to, right. to try to put fear into the people. It's, this is an absolute yeah. that's an elephant in the elephant. I know room. a guy, that, no got hit, I know a guy that I know a guy
1: that I know a guy that I know a guy that got hit by a car and died and they labeled his death as COVID.
3: Ridiculous. Yeah.
1: and, and no one talks and they bring
3: up two hundred thousand people dying. I'm gonna go well, they count everything as COVID. Doctor Burks even told us right on TV. So why is this not getting talked about? Why is the labeling COVID on everything, including heart attacks and everything, labeled as COVID? Why is that counting as a number that they're trying to throw at us to, to install, instill fear in, in the American, uh, 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 you know, across the country? And, 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 and not to mention that these nursing home deaths and everything else because of Cuomo and because of all these governor, these governors, these Democrat yeah. governors sending coronavirus patients to nursing homes. They don't talk about those numbers, no. and, and it's, so just, it's absolutely unbelievable to me. The American people can't see through this 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 sham right now, of inflated numbers and these flat out lies to the American people.
6: Well, no, I know. Know. I know, I know. Inflated over ninety 90%. percent. So ninety 90% yeah. oh, yeah. percent deaths from COVID was something else. Uh huh. Yeah. No. So, absolutely. And so. You yeah. Know, absolutely. I agree. For people who don't have fear.
1: Go ahead. No, I, I just wanted to say, I, I, if you guys can stick around for a little bit, I got a lot of people to get to. Um, I was wondering if you, because there's a lot of, I want to talk to both of you about, including the child trafficking stuff. I know you guys have been working on cracking oh, down gosh. on that. Yes. Yeah. God, we, yeah. I mean, I, I could talk to you guys. For, I could talk to you guys for an hour. I just have uh, you know a lot of people <laughs> on the panel. It's, I oh, mean no I'll worries. be on for no the, I'll, I'll be on for the next two hours. I mean, can you guys hang around or call back in?
3: I, I got to take off because I got more campaigning stuff to do tonight. But Dave, you're more welcome uh, to call back in with him and, uh, and and discuss some of the child trafficking stuff because it's a very important issue that a lot of people, a lot of the Democrats have their head in the sand about, and it needs to be discussed. And,
1: and Josh, here is real, and Dave, can, Dave, Josh. I, I want to talk okay. to you about, I want to talk wanna, to you about that, Dave. But Josh, before you go, real quick, can you can you kind of yeah. just pinpoint within like a minute? Um, what you guys are doing, because I know you guys are, are out there working hard to crack down on it.
3: Sure, yeah. No, yeah we're, we're out, like I said, we're doing a lot of literature drops right now, letting people know um, in the district, you know, obviously name recognition is a big thing, so we're letting people know who I am, what I stand for, and contrasting it to yeah. Ruben. You know, we're night and day. And um, Yeah. And it really comes down to this. Do you want socialism, communism, or you, you, you want big government, or do you want freedom and capitalism, because that's what I stand for. And If you vote for Ruben, you're going to get socialism, communism and your freedom stripped away one by one they're going to pack the courts they're going to do there's going to be somebody i could talk for an hour straight about stuff that they're going to do if they take over any any part of this government but you look what they've done at the house they, they've accomplished nothing uh they only they do yeah. is try to teach the president they've done nothing worthwhile or anything of substance as as, as this democrat you know as a, as a democrat majority and and we we need to win back the house. This is this is uh, we right. we have to win back the house. Keep the Senate. Get President Trump. So we can show America what conservatism is and what it can do for us, and truly show Absolutely. us without Paul Ryan in there ruining it for everybody. <laughs> so you know we amen, we can, amen. You know, we it, can have it, it, a great speaker in there. No
1: no, keep going keep going no keep going sir.
3: Okay no I say you know we can get a great speaker in there, you know retain the Senate have President Trump and show and show the world and show the United States what republicans can do can really get accomplished and and i feel it, it'll be something that will transform the country for for a long time into the future as well and like i said people you know if, if you want to help you want to get involved in any way we got about you know 26 days um you know go to barnettforaz.com for at barnettforaz for az on twitter and instagram josh barnett for congress on facebook reach out um you know for anything man we, we need people out here the streets walk in Putting signs up, doing different stuff here. At the end, we're going to fight all the way to November third, every day. So no, I agree. we're not giving I agree. up uh, at all. Yeah, you know, we're not and going I to agree, give it. We're going to give it
1: all. You know, absolutely. And people can find you on social media. They can go to your website. And Josh, in, in, in ten seconds, do you think there'll be indictments before the election? Do you think that will be the October surprise?
3: I think there's going to be. I really do. And, and I, I don't want to disappoint myself, but I think I, – I really think there's going to be – I think it's impossible now that Trump has exposed them even more with, with uh, declassifying a lot of the information. That was like the final straw for me. This has to happen. So.
1: No, I agree. I agree. Amen, buddy. Dude, you're a good friend of mine. You're a good friend of the show. Uh, we love you. Um, and uh, we'll get you back on next week, okay? Thank you, Rory. Have a good one, man. Thank you. You, you too, man. Um. I want to, I want to introduce to the show. I believe he's with us right now. Um we have I'm just making sure we have uh congressional candidate from Maryland. He's actually doing a lot of good stuff in Maryland. Good friend of mine, good friend of the show. Welcome back, Tim Fazenbaker. How the hell how the hell are you, buddy? How, what's going on? What's hey, the, we're, what's I'm the going on? Well. What's the 411?
2: Oh, thanks for the kind words. Yeah, we today were fighting here in Maryland. With uh, the Democrats that run Baltimore City for 70 years, and they've been destroying things. But they have decided – I can imagine. I can just imagine. Yep. But they have decided – Keep going.
1: I didn't mean to to cut you off. Go
2: ahead. Yeah, no problem. So they decided instead of handling the terrible education that they are providing and the terrible amount of murders that go on every single year, what is more pressing? To change the name – of Christopher Columbus Day to uh, Indigenous Peoples Day. So a group of us held a press conference today, black, white, Italian, non-Italian, Indian American, like my, you know, I'm part Cherokee, and we decided this is an affront to America and what it means to be an American. The reason why is whether Columbus did anything good or bad, it doesn't matter. It was the idea that someone came to a new world and did exploration – And provided freedom for people to have this type of radio program or religious freedom or whatever you wanted to do with your life. And to claim that he committed genocide and other things, well, if you're going to look at someone for anything like that, of course, even American Indians were doing those things and involved in slavery as well. You can't – you're comparing apples to oranges, and what they're really trying to do is break down what it means to be American. And that's why today it was so special to have a, a, a hodgepodge of people – I haven't used that word in years – but of people from all backgrounds to say, hey, you know what? We don't care that you want to change the name of something like Columbus Day uh, to Indigenous People Day. We want Columbus Day to stay because that is what right. brings Americans together. So I know all across the country, and I heard Josh just you know talking about similar things as well. These issues are going on, going on all over the country because of indoctrination. People want to do whatever they can to make people feel bad about America and America's history. Right. But we should feel, we should feel honored and blessed that we're living in the best country this earth has ever seen. And I wake up every day very happy to be an American. So that's one thing that's really going on that obviously stuck out today. But you know, I I, I wanted to hit on that debate last night. I mean, I met. Oh Mike yeah, Pence yeah. First. I wanted to
1: talk. I wanted to talk to you about that. What What do you think? I mean, I you know, I thought Pence stood his ground. I thought he did a good job. I thought he was, you know, firm. I thought he was direct. I thought he was straightforward. I thought he was very transparent. Um, in terms of Kamala Harris, very pompous, it's- very smug, very ignorant, uh, arrogant. I mean, this woman, that look on her face. I mean, in my in my opinion, I don't think she. she I think she's just as evil as Hillary and and Pelosi. She's no different. She, she may be worse. We don't know. Right.
2: And as, as we've seen, when she ran for senator, she was being touted as the first uh, Indian to be running for Senate, and now she's the first black female running for I know. For I know. President.
1: Oh, even Don... And, and remember the clip, Tim? Remember the, the, the Don Lemon clip from years ago, where even Don Lemon said, she's not black, but now he's changed his tune, and all these liberals have changed their tune. They they, – the liberals even said she was Indian. I mean this is ridiculous.
2: And uh, if you look at her family, I mean just off of optics, I think her husband's white, and her children look predominantly white. It's – and it goes back to the Columbus thing. It's – she is balkanizing uh, what the left is doing. It's a pattern with the
1: Democrats. The Democrats are attacking the the whole Columbus scenario – and it, it really is a pattern. I mean, every Democrat, I mean, they're, they're like they're, they're puppets. I mean, that's the best way to describe them. It's like everything right. they see their, everything they see their people do in their party, their politicians, same page, because they, they think it appeals to voters. and it's absolutely horrendous. If you want to know Col- Columbus and how significant, important, and how valuable he was, uh, he was perhaps the most interesting, most creative probably the biggest icon to ever come to America. If you know the backstory of him, he pretty much in a lot of ways discovered it. I mean, for the most part. And this guy, this guy was a a guy like no other. I mean, and they want to say, oh, well, he was racist. Well, where's your proof on that? Where's your proof?
2: Yeah. And it's, it's just typical of the left, you know, and we saw it in that debate last night with her petulant looks, uh, the arrogance, the the demeaning of, Of what it means to be American, and you know, like I said, I met Mike Pence, a great upstanding uh, American, great man. I can tell he's a great man. I met him
1: too. I shook his hand. I shook his hand. He looked, he looked me in the eye, um, and just like, nice to meet you, Rory. Like you can tell, he doesn't just treat you like you're another person. He actually is a human being, you know.
2: Right, and and uh, it's important, I think, in history to remember. Mike Pence is the Stable support behind Donald Trump, and I believe they they meet regularly. Um, he's not as charismatic as Trump, but America's ready. And, and, and for Tim,
1: you're bringing up another great. You're bringing up another great point, Tim. I was talking about this on my show a few weeks ago, and I've talked about it many times. In, in the sense that you can't have two two egos like that in one administration; otherwise, it never works. You have to have a guy like Trump, who's very powerful, very strong, you know, very. Straight to the point, and you also have to have that guy that's calm and collective, and is more subtle. You know, but I, I think it's a great mix. I think they do great together.
2: Yeah, like go. I guess tying in with the Columbus thing, he's more like a consigliere for Donald Trump. So he, he's, but uh, but, he, but but Trump. I mean, uh, Vice President handled himself last night uh, tremendously. He he exposed. I believe the one comment that Harris said was can I speak? And he's like, well, only if you speak the truth, something along those lines, (laughs) witty comeback, witty comebacks for, for the vice president. But he ultimately showed that he's a better caliber person than a Kamala Harris. He's not there for political gain. And as we know, I mean, Kamala Harris moved up through the chain in, let's just say nefarious ways. And, you know, Mike, Mike Pence is the opposite of that. He's a very conservative Christian person it uh, doesn't doesn't do meetings with women unless there's another woman involved, so that you know there's no issues with with the left lo- does quite often and and try to you know with, with the with the rape culture and the cancel culture that they always push and these things. You saw two polarizing people with two different visions for America, and and I think it's laid out. Obviously, this this last month, it's going to be continued to be laid out. You have two visions. You have the pro-America side, which we've been living through. For four years with Donald Trump and Mike Pence, and then you have the anti-American communist wing, which has taken over the Democrat Party and is is just terrible for humans altogether. Americans, the world, we cannot let these Democrats of this day and age take over because ultimately it'll be the end of our country. So, you know, kudos to Mike Pence, and you know, I'm hoping to see another debate with um, with President Trump and Joe Biden. I don't know if it'll happen, uh, but. You never know. Donald Trump is very unpredictable and he always entertains. So we just never know what's going to happen. And I'm looking forward to it.
1: I am too. And, and you know, I want to, you know, mention to you a few things. Um, you know, it's really crazy what's going on right now. You get, you get all these different revelations every day, all these different reports. Almost 95% of Silicon Valley donations have gone to Joe Biden. And we see how voter fraud is one of the biggest threats. Going on right now, and and, and I and I work in technology. I've been building apps. I've I, I've been doing coding for almost ten years. I know everything about tech. I, I build apps. I build tracking devices. I can hack into systems. And I'll tell you, with one hundred percent certainty, with with ab, absolutely the biggest threat we face in America is big tech. They have the power. They have more. They have more power than politicians. they 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 are the biggest. They are the biggest commodity. They are somebody you do I do not want to mess with. I mean, they are doing everything they can to ruin this election. And now, now in Nevada, they're letting liquor stores and post offices allow voting. People can just what's what's going on? And we know Nevada is a very crucial, critical, important yeah. state. It, you know, Trump could flip it. But not if there's all this voter fraud going on. Sounds like Howard Harry Reid uh, may be behind a lot of this stuff. Um, you know, and, and, you know, just everything we're seeing. I, You know, I, I talked about this earlier. I think a prize, obviously, for the Democrats. The best they could come up with in, you know, 2016 was grab them by the pussy. You know, the tape that was released. Yeah. You know, locker room talk. That's how men talk. I mean, men talk like that all the time. I've heard much worse. You know i'm an unfiltered guy. we all know everybody knows how unfiltered I am. I mean you know it, it, it is what it is. it's fine. I think it's great. I think it makes a man you know who he is. I, I just think it's funny I think yeah. I, you know but but here's the thing. Our October surprise is indictment we're we're, go, we're, we're we're doing criminal charges. The best they could do is come up with a case that was from fifteen years ago i mean these yeah. people um uh, yeah, I mean that—that's how—that's how pathetic they are. They had to go on a fake Russia narrative, which we just saw the other day. Leaked memos, leaked text messages. It was all a cover up for Hillary to deflect from the emails. I mean, can you believe what we're going through all at once? And it, Trump has it, already it, said Trump has already said he'll totally declassify all of it, and I can't wait to see what's yeah. in there. You know, no, go I, ahead. Sorry,
2: I I pray. That you know, There was three principles that, or three promises Trump made uh, when he ran in 2016, and it was tax cuts, uh, I'm drawing a blank on one, and it was lock her up. It was tax cuts, the wall, and lock her up. And I re- I- I've said for the past year or two, yeah, he's done two of those. You know, He started the wall. He's cut taxes, and con- he's going to continue cutting taxes. But lock her up was one that I always said I- I'll believe it if I see it, but I didn't think it was going to happen. But we're, we're close. He's, all the evidence is coming out. The media is not going to pick up on it. Big tech's not going to pick up on it, but it won't matter if he prosecutes and does this the correct way. This could be the massive October surprise uh, that history books will talk about. It needs to happen because it needs – there needs to be that fear that people understand. You play with these political games and you play with people's lives, your life will be on the line, and this is treason. This is straight-up treason, what we saw, and it's time that we, we, we give it right back to them and, and make them responsible for what they did. So I, I pray and, that happens. will
1: Yeah, and look at what society has come to in terms of this St. Louis couple getting indicted because they were protecting their home from Black Lives Matter terrorists. I mean, what's, yeah. the, what's going on in our justice system? You know, and, I, and I, I I, agree, and I know, and I think you know, Trump will pardon them. They'll be fine. But just the fact of the matter, I mean, it's disgusting how the justice system in some of these states and these cities has become all political. It's become partisan bullshit.
2: Yeah, It's, it's almost like living again under the king, yeah, like having an emperor th- – th- Throughout history, I mean, that's the way it's been. But America, back to Christopher Columbus, was founded to be different, and you know it's this idea that we could come to a nation and, and create freedom, is now under assault, and it's been under assault since we started. But it's this is the breaking point. So we need to make sure that we take the right path from here to save yeah. what humankind has created uh, for the hundreds of years that you know the New World's been been known about. And and this is the time that we can do it. This will be in the history books. We must stand now. And and, you know, people like the McCluskies, if I'm correct, I believe they are registered Democrats. They supported BLM and all that, and they're being politically assaulted now by being being prosecuted just for having their guns on their own property. And that is a God-given right to be able to protect yourself, and it's also in our Constitution. So I will stand by them, even if they are Democrats. Uh, you know, I, like I'm not 100% sure. I will stand by them because it is their right, and that is that is what makes us Americans, and that's why I'm proud to be an American.
1: Hey, I gotta ask you about that hot chick, and uh, she's very smart. Uh, the Kimberly woman in Baltimore. I mean, goddamn, that 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 woman, she is fine. And 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 being a black woman coming out, being a Republican, changing the community. Um, I love her persona. I love her intelligence. I love everything she stands for, and I think she can do a great job. And I know you're you're trying to help her. I know a lot of people are trying to help her locally, you know, because her her videos are getting millions of views. I mean, people are reacting.
2: Yeah. So, um, so Kim Clasic is she's tied in with Benny Johnson, who who was with Turning Points, and he is behind a lot of the videos that that you have seen. Rob Smith, who was with WalkAway, made those same videos a few years back, and uh, it didn't get as yeah. much of attention. But when you have – I'll say it like this. Yeah. When you have a uh, an attractive uh, black woman who is now a Republican coming out, damn. it opens eyes. I'm like, damn. And we, <laughs> yeah, and we, we now see like the, the, the movement, the, the shape of the parties are changing because – it's not about political, I and mean, it's not about party platforms. It's about core principles. And even in the black community, um, she has a lot of trouble with the black community, by the way. But in the black community, there are core like principles. Like what? Like, like of what money.
1: happened? Like what happened?
2: Uh, so, so Kim is married to an older white guy. Um, she was a stripper at a Uh-oh. strip club. Her husband. Wait, wait. She Oh, she
1: was a strip. Oh, she was a stripper.
2: Yeah she, uh, she well, and her she's husband taught, she's hot it
1: makes sense I mean it, it makes sense she's got the body of a goddess I mean she's, she's yeah. she is a very good looking woman so she, okay. so long story short tell the story so she with an older guy white man yeah. so I'm sorry I didn't yeah. want to cut you
2: off yeah she actually lives in my district which is district 2 she's running in district 7 so and I work a lot in district 7 which is west Baltimore which is where the all the murders and, and, and things are you know the, the part the bad parts you see on TV um, and, and they – the black community there looks at her as a, a traitor, but they look at it as you're not just a traitor. You're you, you're exploiting us. You come in here and you make videos showing how bad things are, but you're not actually there helping. So you know, I can't right. speak for Kim on those things. I'm there trying to help, um, but I'm trying to help by teaching them the fish, not to give them a fish. Because so many times political people will go in these neighborhoods and say, here, we're going to give you clothes. We'll give you food. What I'm trying to do is – and actually uh, you know, something else we're doing is I'm trying to help the black community create what, what they want to call Little Africa, which is almost like Little right. Italy, Georgetown, something in their neighborhood, which is a tourist center that they can be proud of, and, and that generate revenue from their taxes going into that district. These are the things that, that a lot of conservatives are trying to do now to say, look, you know, you, we understand that you have not voted for a Republican, yet we know that you have conservative principles let us help you. Yeah. you. know, Now is the time to shed these labels and think – just to think all, all Republicans are racist. No, it's let's, – let's bind ourselves together by core principles and reshape the, the Republican Party as conservative and not just right. rhinos and, and things like that. I, I think why I, you're absolutely. seeing it, this shift, and you're going to see yeah. a huge black turnout for, for President Trump this election.
1: R- r- right, so, so, she was, so she was getting shit because she was a stripper. And she was married to a white man, and and what else in her personal life? Were there other things that came out? Uh,
2: it, it came out today actually that she's had she has a very long uh, record of uh, criminal things and maybe some time in jail, which was locally was known about kind of that she had all these issues in her life. Um, we don't know the specifics. I I've seen some of it some of it, but it, I have other things to worry about, so I haven't really held. I haven't really jumped into what her background is, but I have seen it. and It's pretty long, from what I saw. That it was a lot of traffic violations, maybe stuff like not having a tag or, you know, a license or something. I, I, not specifically, but stuff like that. Um, but right. they, you know, I, I've heard comments from people that went to high school with her. She's she's not from from Baltimore originally. She's from D.C. And they they always the people that have made comments have said. You know we grew up with her, and she was always, they kind of consider her an Uncle Tom. like she just wasn't part of the black community. So I, I don't mm-hmm. know if she's always just been more gravitated to what you know they would consider white communities or whatever, but uh, right. she, she just has a very hard time breaking in to that, that community. And the sad thing is, that in district Seven is so gerrymandered um, that you have yeah. really affluent areas. Like horse country, like Maryland has a a very prestigious horse country. Uh, A lot of the horses that race in the Kentucky Derby and the Preakness come from Maryland. But also West Baltimore, which you see on the news, is tied into that. And so the West Baltimore dominates that district. And if you don't get that black vote, there's no way you can win. And if I had to guess, unfortunately, she probably won't get more than 25% of the vote, um, even with everything that you know, all the attention she's got. It's been, it's just set up that way. No Republican will ever get more than 30 percent there unfortunately so but, and, and tim i want i want yeah uh, go ahead Th- things things are changing we'll just put it like that and these are all the, the formations uh, the foundations of things that are going to come thanks to president trump we're seeing all of this right now
1: and tim so in terms of the age difference how much older is the white guy she's married to
2: uh i would guess uh, Kim is roughly about my age, so I'm going to say she's in her late 30s, maybe about 40, and – or I'm going to guess her husband's probably 60, 60, early 60s, give or take. So – oh, and uh, there is oh, one other thing. Okay. Okay. He, uh, okay. I haven't verified this, but he has – I believe he has six, six or seven different children by six or seven different black women, and he's not part of their lives. I don't know all the specifics, but that's another thing that goes okay. around right now. So.
1: No, I, I – I, uh, man, it's a rough situation. No, I was going to ask you, though. Um, I, I, want, I want you to stick around, but, you know, um, you you have a career and a long-term future in politics. I mean, you pretty much almost won your race. I saw the final results. You, you, you only lost by, like, a, a, a tad, like a small margin. And, and I want to yeah. say about one other thing. You know, uh, candidates like Kimberly. You know, my whole motto, my whole slogan when I run, when I run for U.S. Congress in 2022, it's I don't care what you did yesterday. I care about what you're doing today, because that's the reality. That's the reality. Focus on the now. Stop bringing up what somebody did yesterday. Because, like we say in life, you can always change. You can always do better. And nobody is perfect. We all have problems. So I think I'm opening a door where I'm – the word normalize is kind of hard because you know, some people do some messed up shit in their past. But I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm helping other candidates not have that affect them because you know, we're, we're obviously going into a new era. I think that a, a lot of the PC culture is going away slowly. Um, I think I can make a huge difference in that realm. I think I can be the candidate that can get up there and really um, go about things in a way that is, you know, uh, more outspoken like Trump, you know, and and, and really um, have people, regardless of how, how bad their past is, if they have the talent, if they have the intelligence go for it. Don't let anybody, you know, and, and that's what people have to come to the realization and more and more people are. People don't want to hear. A lot of people don't want to hear about yesterday. I mean, people are getting, yeah. even on the left, even on the left, I'm, I'm seeing people saying, why are we talking about something 20 years ago? Like, why do we care? Can we just focus on the now, please? Like people are focused on other main, there's other main priorities that we need to, you know, pri- prioritize and, and put, put in check, but, but we're not doing that. We're so focused on the past and the negative, we can't see anything positive.
2: Right, and we we might have talked before. And if people don't know my background, I was an executive in the mental health care field, but I was also a touring musician for ten, fifteen years. And you know, I toured up up and down the East Coast. I played a hundred shows a year. Um, crazy life. I it was, it, I lived a clean life, but but obviously, you know, there's a lot of things that go with you know being a musician and a rock band and those types of things. And you know, people try to bring that stuff Sex, up, and, drugs I exactly and, and, roll, yeah. and I said, "Rock roll, baby!" and I said the exact same thing. I'm like, "Are we voting for, you know, a priest? Are we voting for a? I don't want to use priest. Are we voting for a saint? Or are we voting for a uh, someone who's going to make your life better by making sure legislation is is passed in a way that affects you properly? It's right. It's not I mean, about. The whole,
1: and the whole polish, the whole Polish thing is fake. I mean, we we have people blowing smoke up our ass saying it in a nice way. I mean, Obama said stuff in a nice way, but he was full of shit. He was blowing smoke yep. up our ass. We don't want to... I'd, ri- I'd rather have a hardcore, you know, asshole who I love. I love Trump. I love Trump. But yep. he is an asshole as he should be to everyone to like the media in terms of getting, getting the facts out there. He's not going to take yep. bullshit and he's not going to sugarcoat, you know?
2: That's exactly right. And I'm thankful that President Trump won and, and it is showing that you don't. We don't need. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the the Brett boy, uh, the guy who ran as VP for, with uh, John Kerry in 2004.
4: Um, oh, your buddy,
1: uh, your buddy, your John, buddy John Edwards. Talking about Johnny Edwards? Yes.
2: Yes, John Edwards. Oh, that plays-
1: guy. What, oh, what about what about his buddy in North Carolina right now? There's a, there's a bunch of dick pics about to come out, and a, a bunch of different things, man. Oh man, this guy's in real real trouble. I'll tell you.
2: Yeah, we don't need fake people. People are people. They're going to make mistakes. You know what? You know everybody's life is And now perfect. he's
1: blaming Tillerson. Now he's blaming Tillerson and I'm like, "Dude, why can't you just take accountability?" And I'm like, "This is textbook Democratic Party. They blame everybody yep. else for their own problems. They are the most yep. pathetic bunch on earth." Sorry, go ahead.
2: Exactly, right. Yeah, it's called transparency. And the Democrats do it, you know. They they want to claim that other people are racist, but you see you see the comments coming from people like Joe Biden, and but but they they take what their their perceived weakness is and they make it their strength, and that's what the Democrats have been doing since at least since LBJ in the, in the '60s. You know, they yeah. they 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 were great at masquerading who they really are, and you yeah, know, I think it's finally coming to fruition now. People are going yes. Yeah. You guys are hypocrites, and this is the time that we must stampede out this party and get rid of this like, radical left wing anti American thing now, because if you don't, we will lose this country. So, I'm, you know, November 3rd, everybody get out there and vote. Vote Donald Trump. Don't vote third party. Yep. Don't vote anything else. Vote hey, Donald Trump. Amen. You're not voting for Republicans, amen. you're voting for Donald Trump.
1: And you'll – you know what? I expect and um, I hope and I pray and, uh, you know, I love you. And uh, in terms of you running again in 2022, you will, right? Because you'll, you'll win. I mean, you were so close Yeah, getting your primary. I, was, uh,
2: I lost by 819 votes, which was less than 1%. Um, they, the party ran a sitting state senator against me, um, and the party completely backed the, the state senator, who is a rhino. Um, I was very proud of what happened, of what we did. Uh, we, we created this movement in Baltimore being this blueprint of how we're going to flip, the, flip, a, flip these cities around the country. Yes, I will probably run in two years, uh, Given it some thought with my wife and family. We, we will decide on what we're going to do very soon because it's too important to not do something with uh, the momentum we've created.
1: Yeah, absolutely, a- absolutely, 100%. Tim, if you can stay with us, that'd be great. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you, where they can uh, get involved. Yep. I know you have a couple of companies going on right now. You're you're doing a lot for America. You're doing a lot for the yep. Trump, you know, 2020 agenda. Yep. You're 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 out there, man. You're you're making things happen. Yeah.
2: So you can find me at timfazenbaker.com. and I start an organization as well called FreeAndFairElection.org, which is designed to help people understand what they're about to ha- what's about to happen with these mail-in ballots i went through it in maryland right. Thirty-nine thousand ballots were thrown out and no one knew exactly why we couldn't verify it you're going to see it after november 3rd okay. so you can find it com or freeandfairelection.org. and worry as always amen man having-
1: always man <laughs> god bless you man you know um i love having you here uh stay with us if you can we got a lot to get into tonight a lot of cool guests coming on um Everybody, I want to introduce right now a best-selling author of Unmasking Obama, and he talks about all the corruption and everything about what went on in that terrible administration, the, the most corrupt, worst uh, administration and president of all time, uh, Jack Cashill. Jack, welcome back. How are you, my friend?
8: Hey, Rory. I'm fine. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me on. Um,
1: Dude, yeah, I, I love, love having, having you here, about, man. Uh,
8: I, although I talk about the corruption, the heroes of my book are the people who expose the corruption. And um, I, I call them the Samizdat, which is the Russian word for underground uh, press. And for those eight, actually 10 years, including the two years running up to the uh, uh, inauguration, yeah. all of the major reporting, all of the serious reporting, was done by citizen journalists, by bloggers, by uh, right. online publications. None of it was done by the major media. Their role for those ten years was to suppress was all Obama. negative information. Yeah. Can you believe? And can uh, you believe they've only that. Worse. I mean,
1: what, what, what? Yeah. And what? What? You know, Jack. What happened to the news actually just telling us facts and telling us what's real? What? Why do they have to play these little bias games? Oh, I know. Because they're controlled and it's all money driven. It's all. It's all an agenda. It is, that, that's what, that's what they, they go by that's how they live their lives I mean there's no such thing as honesty transparency anymore it's all bullshit
8: and it's not really even money driven I mean I, look, I live in Kansas City and uh, yeah. Kansas City is, uh, sits at the crossroads of two totally red states Missouri and Kansas and yet yeah. our local newspaper might as well be uh, Pravza, it might as well be the New York Times and that's true in in most cities. And the net result is uh, that the McClatchy stock, which was uh, McClatchy was the uh, uh, the syndicate that owned it, uh, you know, became a penny stock. I mean, it, they they lost everything. And now I think yeah. they're being supported by donations.
1: Yeah, and, and I want to tell you, you know, like you're a very interesting, talented guy. And um, you know, I was thinking about your book earlier. It's almost like you predicted the future in certain ways. In certain chapters, it's like you called, you called it, you called it, you called it a year, years ago. I mean, you knew, you knew what was going to happen. And, and look, oh my God, look! A couple days ago, here it comes. The, the, the you know, all the leak memos, the messages, the fix was in. Comey knew, Stork knew, McCabe knew, Brennan knew, Osama knew. Hillary knew. Oh, my God. I mean, can you Rosenstein knew? I'm just like, really? Yeah, you know, and that, in fact, what I did in the last chapter of my book, and that's, uh,
8: yeah, yeah, it's you know, it's called The Eastern Front. It's about the whole Russia-Ukrainian conspiracy. And uh, I'm writing this a year ago, you know, when, it, when my first draft. I mean, I had chances to modify when new information came out. But what I, I made the decision to focus on Obama's role,
4: you know, and because I'm
8: writing a book about Obama, what was his role?
4: And you're right
8: uh i I pretty much had it nailed, you know because they were leaving clues. if you looked very closely, uh they were leaving clues in the, in their leaks to the various publications that were um, yeah. you know they were touting the party in line on their behalf and uh yeah I, and the revelations of the last couple of weeks are confirmation. In fact, they go beyond confirmation because there, there's an, an interesting uh, link that has to be made now, and that is we yeah. know now that Brennan, et cetera, uh, told Obama uh, the Russia collusion thing was a Hillary job. You know, right. She had basically, Absolutely. and Hillary and DNC through uh, was it uh, Perkins, Bowie, the law firm, uh, had funded this, and uh, Fusion GPS had paid for. It. You know, had actually produced a steel dossier, etc. So when it was decision made instead of um, – and this is what we don't know yet. When was the decision made to pretend this was all real? Someone had to green light that. Now, Obama was not the kind of guy to design this stuff. He's not that clever. But he was the kind of guy who would green light it, who would say, yeah, okay, let's do this. Uh, and they made that decision to go from knowing this was a fraud to endorsing the fraud, running with the fraud, and selling the fraud. Personally, I think Brennan is the most evil person who's occupied our government in a long time. Uh, I found myself recently just uh, re-looking at the case of Michael Hastings, the reporter who was killed in his fiery crash in L.A. in
1: 2013. Uh, Do you remember this? I I vaguely do. It refreshed my memory, but I, I think I know what you're talking about. You know, what
8: I did not – I knew he was killed in a crash. I knew he was investigating something or another. What I did not know, and I just learned this the other day, I feel stupid about it, is that he was investigating John Brennan. And then at 4 a.m. in uh, Hancock Park section of Los Angeles, which is not on the interstate. It's just a neighborhood, is uh, uh, Mercedes crashes into a tree, and he's burned beyond recognition. And end of, uh, end of investigation you know, it's like Seth Rich. I don't know what happened to him, but I know that people don't want to know what happened to him. And it's, I mean, Rich look, case, look at that. Look, I,
1: look at that. Look how weird that scenario was. I mean, he was, he was shot and his his wallet and his phone and everything was still on him, but they tried to claim it was a robbery. Give me a break. They killed him because he had inside right. information of the DNC. Well, and, and here's the thing. Uh,
8: just, I'm just going to give you the information and the evidence we have that it was that Seth Rich was the one who was filtering information out of, uh, out of the DNC servers. He was a data analyst for the DNC. But uh, first, two two weeks after the murder, and he was murdered. He was shot in the back twice, killed. Uh, Julian Assange goes on Dutch TV and suggests very strongly that Rich was one of his sources, and offers a twenty thousand dollar reward for his uh, the capture of the killer. Uh, you know, there's right. some other interesting details that, sh- that show up. Another one is that uh, on uh, the day after the election, uh, there is a uh, a panel discussion, totally obscure panel discussion going on at some uh, Florida university that I hadn't heard of before. On the panel, a very small panel, is a woman named Ellen Ratner. Uh, her brother, Michael Ratner, was a hardcore leftist attorney, was Assange's attorney. Mm-hmm. Ellen Ratter right. was a sort of a, a mid-level media kind of personality. She shows up on Fox every now and then, Fox Business News, whatever. She casually drops the fact that she had visited Assange just before the election, and he told her that his source came from the Democratic National Committee. It came from inside. She says that on the panel. No one notices. You know? Everyone was so busy talking about themselves. She comes Uh, She has a friend, a guy named Ed Bukowski, who's a big uh, wheeler dealer Dallas, financial advisor. He also shows up on Fox Business News occasionally. They're friends. She tells him that not only did Hassan say that uh, uh, the source was someone from within the DNC, but he identified the source as Seth Rich and his brother Aaron Rich. And she asked Bukowski if he would tell the parents this because she didn't have the nerve to tell them. And Butowski right. does that, and he opens the door on a living hell. Uh, I mean, he's—they've been suing him and, and hounding him ever since then. Also, Cy Hirsch, the legendary reporter, uh, the guy who broke Lai and Abu Ghraib, leftist pretty much, tells a couple things to uh, Hirsch. I mean, Butowski in January 2017, Butowski tapes the, red, the interview. First thing he said about. Seth Rich was that, uh, he, his source inside the FBI, had seen the FBI file, and yes, uh, Rich was the source for the leaks. That's what, that's what uh, uh, Cy Hirsch tells Bukowski, and it's on tape. He also tells him, and this is interesting because it's January 2017, he tells him that the Russia collusion thing is an inside job, it's a Brennan job, and it's a total disinformation campaign. He got that one totally right way before anyone else did. And uh, that's what we know. And then when Butowski tries to investigate this, uh, the murder of Seth Rich, uh, the, the entire Washington establishment turns on him. Something you have to remember, uh, Rory, is that Donald Trump only got 4% of the vote in the District of Columbia. That means that 24 out of every 25 people have it informed there, and many of them work in the, the law firms. Uh, the bureaucracies, you know, the Democratic National right. right. Committee, et cetera. And they're all in bed together, sometimes literally. And uh, it's
1: pure hash. <laughs> no, I agree with and you, man. No. So, unless you said in bed things. literally. When you said in bed literally, I started cracking up. Keep going. Though. Yeah, it happens. Right, right. And uh,
8: so given all of the, the information I just laid out, which is all indisputable. It's not just like speculative, this, that, the other thing. Uh You'd think that someone in some Washington journal or some national news yeah. media would say, boy, this is an interesting case, the Seth Rich case. Let's pursue right. this. No, they do just the opposite. They threaten, punish, and harass anyone who does. That's the way the media work now. They're well beyond bias. Biases, bias was something they were doing in the 80s and 90s when the Clinton was president. Now they're into full-blown state-operated and controlled uh manipulated propaganda and to think otherwise is to deceive yourself as they
1: say the difference between
8: the new york times and the old soviet pravda is that pravda readers knew they were being lied to the new york times readers don't know that yet
1: no i hear you no you're you're absolutely you bring up the best points and the you have great insight and you, you're absolutely right on par um you know they, this is, and this um, is all uh, i mean i in, in, in those
8: interested in the details can read unmasking obama or just go to my website, uh, Cashel.com. But, uh, yeah, if you pay attention, it's all there. And my heroes in my book are those people who paid attention, who broke these stories. Uh, you know, one, one person who's in the
4: – who is relative,
8: uh, you know, to like the debate last night, which I know he was writhing. I've seen his tweets. was David Delighton. David Delighton was a young guy who formed a thing called Center for Medical Progress, he and his partner yeah. Sandra Merritt spent two years undercover, uh, documenting visually uh, the way Planned Parenthood trafficked and and the parts of uh, un, uh, of aborted babies and yeah. uh, like lungs, hearts, you know, fingers, hands, eyes. They've sold them on the open market. And uh, what happened was after these uh, when these videos were released in 2015. Uh, even Hillary Clinton said they were very disturbing. And the New York Times said, could this be the end of Planned Parenthood? Well, no, it wasn't, because Planned Parenthood then turned and hired Fusion GPS, the same people who would create the steel dossier a year later. And Fusion GPS decided that, after reviewing the unedited footage, that these uh, tapes, just like all the O'Keefe tapes, every, all the undercover tapes now, the major media immediately disproduced, pronounces them discredited and debunked and falsified. And uh, it's, it's outrageous that they're doing that. They're doing it to O'Keefe now. Uh, and, but it was worse than that is that Kamala Harris, who was then running for U.S. Senate, uh, with the full backing of Planned Parenthood, so egregiously violated Delighton's rights that the L.A. Times was astounded by it. Right? I just, the L.A. Times a big article. starts off with, uh, people are a little shocked to see that, you know, uh, the, she was attorney general then, uh, you know, authorities under uh, Count Kamala Harris had raided Delighton's apartment, seized all his tapes, seized his hard drives, and arrested him. And they arrested him for, uh, on 15 charges, 14 of them immediately were dismissed. There were charges like uh, entering a Planned Parenthood without a proper ID or... Uh, you know, taping a conversation without two-way permission. Uh, they're all bogus. So, in other words, in Kamala Harris's America, to uh, kill, dissect uh, unborn babies and sell their parts is susceptible, but to record this is criminal. That's where we are.
1: No, it's absolutely true. And you look at the declassifications – that just came out this past week. It's like Obama knew, McCabe knew, yeah. Rosenstein yeah. knew. They all yeah. knew. Brennan knew. I mean, I mean, this was yeah. all. This was all a fixed inside job, and the media is barely talking about it. I mean, if this was a if this was a Democrat, then you would have indictments right away. But this gets swept under the rug. It's like what? I mean, anybody, anybody, I don't care about your political affiliation. You sh- anyone should be livid by this because it's another example of our government lying to us.
8: Yeah, and it's, uh, I, I blame the media more than the government. I mean, we know that, that politicians are going to lie and cheat. I mean, that's, They've been doing that since the beginning, uh, since the first uh, legislative body was ever put together. But the media is the one, are the ones who betrayed their profession. And uh, they they've done it shamelessly.
4: Here's what I don't understand. I'd like
8: to know if uh, if you know the answer, Rory, but uh, we've already established that, that all the insiders knew by July of 2016 that this was an inside job, that Hillary and the DNC were running it. Right. The media did not break that news until October of 2017. I know. So for all of 2017, uh, the public had no way of knowing that the Steele dossier and all these collusion charges were financed by the DNC and the Hillary Clinton campaign.
1: How did they sit on that yeah. for a year? It's true. It's true. it's yeah. so true and you know, you know you I I, lo- I always love having you on and you know, uh, stay with us if you can, um, but I, I want to ask you before you go, do you, do you agree with me that obviously the only thing the Democrats had in 2016 is the October surprise was grab them by the pussy, which, you know, every guy talks like that. I mean, that's locker room talk. You know, men, men get together. They have their funny conversations, just like women talk about dicks. It's no different. It's all the same. It's just part of life. I mean, we're, we're mammals, we're animals, we're people. We, we have, feet, you know, we have all these different, you know, uh, hormones going. So I mean, it, and that's the best they could come up with a tape from 15 years right. ago. And, and but now what a, I see going on? Hold on, hold on. The Republicans yeah. are now. I mean, they, they what they have are indictments, not some stupid tape yeah. from 15 years ago uh, that you know was locker room talk. These are actual real deal indictments. I mean. The Republicans have the real October surprise in their favor right now.
8: I I would say the Republicans have more weapons now than the Democrats. The Democrats obviously have more means of distributing their their silly charges. So far, uh, this campaign has been death by a thousand cuts. I'm just, you know, so they make up something about Trump saying something about military people, and then both Harris and Biden repeat it. They're selling, you know, the fanciful notion that wildfires in California were caused by climate change. I mean, it's all, you know, smoke and mirrors. I mean, can
1: you believe that? Shit? Uh, I, I, I can't and think that climate, uh, change, climate change, I mean, look at Al Gore. Look at jerk-offs like Al Gore. Remember when that jerk-off said in 2008, you better sell your, op- op- you better get rid of your, and sell your oceanfront property. It, it's the water, it's, everything's going to be underwater. Everything's going to be ruined. Everything's going to be torn apart. And this guy says climate change is the biggest threat. He flies on his private jet. He's got a mansion that uh, has like 30 bedrooms that uses more electricity, uh, electricity than anywhere. I mean, this guy's the biggest hypocrite.
8: Okay, how about this one?
1: How about Obama buying a 15 million dollar seaside home? <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, Marcus Vineyard. Oh, oh, Obama says climate change. Oh, it's the biggest threat. Oh, really, dude? You're living – exactly. You're living right by the ocean in Martha's Vineyard. You're the biggest hypocrite on the face of the earth. And then you and your linebacker wife, who looks like a man, who probably is. We call her Big Mike. Uh, you know, that you want to say racism. Oh, my God, racism. It's the biggest threat. You know what? Bullshit. You guys live in a 99% white area. Martha's Vineyard is whiter yeah. than the, – it's the most vanilla place on earth. And what, uh, no, and, and by the way, for a nine so...
8: million dollar California beachside home. So, <laughs> now, oh yeah, and, and
1: I, you know, no, dude, dude, he's he. How do you explain this hypocrisy? How do you explain it?
8: Because uh, they never get called on the carpet. Uh, they they uh, they exist as though there were no internet.
1: They exist as as
8: if we don't exist. They, and he's building. People, I don't and know. And this I do what it really comes down to.
4: Rory, is that
8: uh, they don't know what we know? I'm convinced that uh, if I, uh, if nine tenths of the people in America knew what I knew, they would vote the way I vote. I mean, there's a 10% hardcore that wouldn't, but 20% maybe. Right. But there's a a whole middle part of America that are voting out of ignorance because they watch CNN and they believe it. They read the New York Times and they believe it. That's no, the New York sure. Times it's, it's, were an honest newspaper, biggest, this would be a much better country.
1: Right, right, because it's so well-known, and it goes back forever, and they've turned into nothing but biased jerk-offs who want to slander and ruin people's images and you because know, it, it advances their narrative. And I wanted to also say, uh, Obama I – live, I live in a gated – I have a house in a gated community here in Palm Springs – Obama in the in like two communities over, literally like a mile away. Tim and Michelle are building a house here, and apparently he's always uh, over at the golf club. He's always over at the golf club, and it's all white people. And this guy wants to talk about racism, dude. All you do is hang out with no, white it's people. A joke. Like I don't. What, what, like, yeah, it, it's, it's all it, political it, driven. It, it's just crazy. Yeah. Hey,
8: uh, Rory, I got to run, but I want to thank you for having me on show. Oh, uh, the show.
1: The book is absolutely was man. Obama. And tell everybody where they can find your books. Tell everybody where they can find your book. And uh, and, and
8: anywhere they buy books, they can buy it. And also, if they want to know more about what I'm up to. Just go to my website, which is Cashill, C-A-S-H-I-L-L. dot com. And I uh, appreciate okay. it. Keep up your good work, and uh, and never let them get you down. Okay.
1: All right. Let's get you back soon. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Anytime, Rory. Take care. All right. God bless. Take care. I want to welcome right now, and she's about to win her district in congress in oregon and uh i mean she's doing amazing things we have amy ryan Corser, welcome back how are you i'm great rory thank you absolutely what's going on what's new on the campaign trail we're about to get you into dc i'm excited this is fun times um Oregon it, it is, is probably good. going to turn red, probably going to win Oregon like you and I talked about earlier, but uh, give everybody the rundown. Give everybody the 401.
5: Thank you. So, um, well, wow, there's so much to talk about. I've been running for Congress for about a year and a half now. I'm, uh, I'm actually a businesswoman really more than a politician. I was a city councilor, served on several committees, but I've been actually a community servant for over 30 years. I have a heart and compassion for my community, and when I started this race, Rory, as I mentioned to you prior, yeah. man, I was all about the humanitarian issues. All of the important right. things that we needed, you know, to represent. And now we are here, in, you know, close to uh, Portland, Oregon. I'm fighting for law and order, defunding the police, keeping school resource officers in school and, um, and economic, you know, recovery because we're in trouble. So
1: oh, We are. We are. And tell everybody, uh, for people that don't know, um, obviously you have a very large district in Oregon that you represent that's very pivotal.
5: I do, so first of all, which is really exciting is I'm one of eight races in the entire nation that is um, that is a purple district, a dead even swing district, so it's winnable, yep. and that's really exciting. Yep. Um, My district is the size of Connecticut, you know, to put it into simple terms. Um, I have eight counties in my district and or seven, technically seven, and um, like 80 cities and then another 35, 40 unincorporated cities. So really spreading the district and really getting in front of people and doing a grassroots campaign because of the pandemic has been our priority. And I think we've done a really good job with that.
1: Oh, absolutely. I know I I agree. I agree 100 percent. You know, it's, it's, it's just tremendous that – and, and, and lo- just so loving and, and, and amazing to see that Oregon is waking up. And for the first time in a long time, they're going to go red. They're going to go red. I mean, it, it's happening. Yes. It's real. I mean, after it's, all the chaos we've really seen exciting. in Portland, after mm-hmm. all, the, all the craziness we've seen, you know, in these liberal-run areas in certain parts of Oregon – the people are fed up because if you go out if you you know if you if you just you know if if you eliminate Portland and you go into the suburbs of Oregon these people are, are are conservatives for the most part. They are they are Trump supporters. They are real Americans.
5: That's right. That's right. And and you can't follow the polls although I have a couple in my favor right now so I am a little bit biased but you know as we all know following the polls is you know has not been a successful strategy but that's because you know the majority of people you know the people with the trump flags, the people who are you know the silent majority they're not answering the the polling questions you know accurately, and so right. I think we're going to have a bigger turnout than we had in sixteen. I think it's going to be a force to be reckoned with, and I think if you know what's really great for me is that i am a you know i'm like i said I'm a businesswoman, I am not a career politician I am not a, associated with deep pack money and following that rabbit hole. Right through multiple associations as you know and and i really believe in my heart that this race is not going to be about who has the deepest pockets i really do i believe it's going to be about the right candidate people are frustrated people are on fire to you know create law and order even the democrats want law and order you know in oregon people are tired of it and i've heard i've had so many town halls and Meet and grease, Trying to you just introduce myself and I have had so many people, including all parties, say, you know, we have nine parties, right, Roy? So all parties have said, you know what? I've never voted in for an R or whatever my party is. I voted party line, but you know what? This is not my Democratic Party. This is not what i represent and i can't stand watching these businesses and our economy suffer and we're done with it we're done and ready for change so i really believe this is going to be a powerful sweep on all levels for oregon and and right now they have trump has oregon as a swing state which um you know that that he came out on twitter not long ago with that so that was pretty exciting
1: it is it's very exciting absolutely you know 100 percent and 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 um you know, I, I want you to tell the audience what you and I talked about the other day in terms of the guy running against you doesn't even live in his area. I mean, that's the biggest fraud on earth. I mean, we need to expose right. that more in, in the political realm. I'm just like, right. good Lord. I mean, you don't, you don't even li- – the guy doesn't even live in his district, but he's, he's still allowed right. to be in charge. What, what the,
5: what's right. going on? What the hell is going what- on here? And I think that's more common than people realize, but it's so frustrating because I give you a great example. Today, our voters guide came out in our voters pamphlet, and I'm really excited about mine. I worked very hard on it because, of course, verbiage is so important to share your message. But he he paints this picture that he's a veterinarian, and, you know, he's a good old farm boy, and he lives in Oregon, and the reality is he has three homes he lives in new york basically he's married to an energy lobbyist from new york in my in my situation and the reality is is um you know he's so out of touch with the people but he shows up to campaign right before and he has enough money because he's actually an heir to the Pfizer family He has millions of dollars to go on TV and paint this picture that's a hundred percent untrue. And so, you know, small, um, small challengers like myself, it's very hard to fight back because I don't have millions of dollars to do TV, and um, and people don't. People only know what they're, you know, they're like sheep as we know, and they only know what they've been told. And so, it's very frustrating, for sure.
1: And that's what's and that's what's interesting. That's another thing you told
7: me uh,
1: when we talked about the Pfizer thing. I mean, he, he's a Pfizer heir. Uh, I mean, he he he. I mean, do people realize how uh, corrupt that is? I mean, they they in terms of no. big pharma and all these the influence yep. they have, and you know, just I, I mean, I would I would even say in certain aspects there's some conflict of interest. If you ask me, right. I mean, yeah, I, we could go down. About,
5: sure, well look rory look at the vaccines being passed the, and the that they're trying to push through pfizer through congress you don't think that's a conflict of interest i mean absolutely and he's taken you know millions of dollars from from pharmaceutical and that's something i have because it's a very big passion of mine is the pharmaceutical issue and the and the revenue that is um that's there it, to be honest it's something i've committed to uh, very um outspokenly to say I will not take yeah. pharma PAC money, period, ever. And we have to get these prices down. And so being in the pocket, I'm beholden to no one. I, you know, I mean, I'll be honest. I wish I had some PAC money. I have not had a lot of success with bringing in the the big dollars. And it's because I don't know if it's a pandemic or just how tough it is. But I'll tell you what, I'm not beholden to anybody either. And I'm not afraid to go be that no vote and to call call it out and to be accountable. And I think that's exactly what Oregon needs. So, And I'm ready to do it. Amen.
1: Amen. And, and you know, you have the best, you know, um, mind, you're the best spirit, very intelligent, very on top of things, um, a very talented businesswoman. You're going in, uh, you know, in with the right mindset. I mean, obviously, the I, I've always said that I think running this country is a business. And Donald Trump being in there, being a businessman, opened up all these doors for all these outsiders and really created – that special, you know, um, road and that, 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 that journey and it's becoming more and more um, evident and every day, I mean, you're, you're uh, more and more people, outsiders are running because because of him. God bless him because before the normal was just regular politicians. That's what we were stuck with. But now, you know, on both sides, I mean, Trump opened that door on both sides. You get
5: all these outsiders running. So, I mean, it, it's pretty cool yeah it is and you know there are certain things about trump that i mean i believe uh, the way i describe it is he colors outside the lines you know you brought up you, you know i listen to you many times i've said you know you talk about you know how the how the far left has just kind of grabbed onto that story of you know him grabbing you know him grabbing the women and i'll tell you what i would much rather have you know grab him um, by a the president pussy. that yeah i <laughs> have a president that is you know a take charge kind of a man than a pussy in the white house and i'll be honest so Um, The reality is um, we have got to have people who are willing to fight for the right things, and he's been willing to do that. Right. And, you know, you look at this, you look at media, even social media or the media, that he fights constantly. Bless his heart. If he could have been doing his job for the last three years, we you know, we'd be even a lot farther. But he's been playing defense the whole time. And let me tell you something. I think, you know, it used to drive me crazy is Twitter used to drive me crazy because it was like, oh, God, you know, get off Twitter. But the reality is, and I'll tell you firsthand as a Sheree, candidate, There's
1: too much going on. I mean, I love it. I right. love Twitter. Well, you get it. So much to read. It's all it's almost like it's a daily routine for me. I gotta get up. Yeah. I gotta sit on Twitter for an hour because I have to know what everything every single detail of what's going on. It's an addiction. Right. Go ahead. Sorry.
5: But you know what, Rory, in the small communities like myself, Oregon, we have a lot of like I said, we a lot of bedroom communities. The reality is and people get frustrated that, but I'll tell you what, I send out press releases almost every day and I can't get them printed because I am Um, because I'm too conservative so you know I'm fighting a good fight I'm not afraid to be the silent majority I am NOT the silent majority and I am NOT getting published or getting the press or getting the name recognition that I deserve as a candidate because I'm not and so I really admire now now I now I feel Twitter is a whole different thing because he doesn't have any other way he has no other way to communicate and it's true it's reality so it's a tough it's a tough situation for many candidates Amen. Amen.
1: And we need you in DC and um, tell everybody how they can get involved with you, your campaign, contact you on social media, all that good stuff.
5: Sure. Everything I have for social media is amyfororegon.com. You know, all of my social media, um, Facebook, Twitter, everything. And then my, my website as well, amyfororegon.com. My email, amy at I answer all my own emails. I'm very transparent. I'm very upfront. I'm very about, you know, the communication. I'm, I'm ready to defend our law and order and to prioritize our economic recovery. I'm an advocate for our vets and our seniors on fixed income and our homelessness. We have to have someone that's going to go fight the good fight and not be beholden to all of these large corporations. And so we need more candidates like me, but I'll tell you what, being out there and being that lone person and getting, you know, backed over by the bus is really tough. So all support I receive, all encouragement, it just means the world. So we've got 25 days, Rory, and I really appreciate the support.
1: Absolutely. Well, always a pleasure having you with us. Stick around if you want to i got a lot more great guests coming on, Um, but you always bring great value and insight to the show, and um, we will definitely get you back soon.
5: All right. Thanks for keeping in touch with me, Roy. I appreciate it. You go fight the fight.
1: Absolutely. God bless.
5: All right. All right. You too. Bye. All right.
1: All right. I want to welcome to the show. um, I believe he's with us right now. I want to make sure that we have – I want to make sure – We have, oh, we have with us right now, we have the U.S. congressional candidate from California, and he's a talk show host, Dr. Nasir. I want to make sure I pronounce it right. Is, is it Sha- Shake? How, how, do I, how do I pronounce it? I want to make sure I get it right every time.
9: Yeah, it's Shake. It's how are you doing, Rory?
1: I'm doing good, man. How are you, buddy? It's good to hear from you.
9: Good to hear from you as well. How's everything going? I've been listening here. You're pumped. You're what, jacked what, what, what up. I said, You're pumped up, you're jacked up, just as everybody else is, I guess.
1: I oh no, I thought you called me a punk for a second, but no. Then I said then no, <laughs> then I said, then I heard, oh, you said I'm pumped up. Oh, okay. No, 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 good no, but good to have you on, man. Um <laughs> Welcome back. It's been a while. Um, obviously you're doing a lot of big things. Um what's going on? Give us the four one one, give us the rundown.
9: Well, you know what? One of the things I wanted to talk about here was that, um, you know, everybody's been talking about what's been happening in the polls lately, and it seems as if we you
1: know all saw, we, all, we all saw how fake they were with Hillary in twenty sixteen. You remember?
9: Oh, absolutely, and I think the same thing is happening, you know, right now. You know, with and uh, I think it's almost like it. you know, hey,
1: doctor, doctor, doctor. I think they're doing it because they they like to they they want to suppress the vote. They want They want to, like they always do, they want to make people not go out and vote for Trump. This is what they do. The media are mind manipulators and they're brainwashers and they're sick people.
9: Oh, you're absolutely right. And you know what? The thing that I've been telling people basically is that, um, and you know, I've got to show myself or whatever, and I've been telling people the same thing. I said, just think of it in 2016, we were told that we had two of the most, uh, unelectable, you know, candidates on both sides. They both had negative supposedly okay that were going through the roof. And yet, and yet, you had those on the Trump side were about 63 million votes and you had on the Hillary side 66 million votes. Now, if you took out California and New York, That was about three and a half to four million votes right there that were just basically, you know, cast where we already know what the you know what the situation is going to be. Now just think of this thing here. In the same thing, there were over four and a half million people, Obama voters, that stayed home in two thousand sixteen, and a third of them, over thirty five percent of them, were black voters. Now, is the media are we are they being basically trying to tell us that With everything that's going on with Brexit, you know, Candace Owens, you know, Blacks leaving, okay, the, you know, the plantation, and Lexit, Latinos, you know, leaving, you know, the plantation. You know, I talk about something called DUPED, which is a democratic utopian plantation for the expansion of dependency. I've written an article on this before, too, just talking about the different plantations that are there, whether they're economic or educational or in terms of, you know, policy or whatever, and how it is decimated. And we've talked about this so many times. You've done it so many times as well. Just decimated, okay, the black family. Now, are we to assume that Joe Biden right now, that he's going to get that same percentage of votes? I mean, even Hillary Clinton, if you take a look at what she got the percentages, okay, she only had an 80% point advantage among blacks. She was 88 to 8. Now, are we supposed to think that in this day and age when you see I mean, how many signs do you see? How many rallies do people see? I mean, I've not seen a single rally for Biden or Harris at all. This is Kamala Harris, horizontal Harris, okay, who didn't even get 1% of the national vote when she was running for president. She didn't get a single delegate at all. And we're to assume that all of a sudden now, Biden and Harris are up by double digits, 14, 15 points. Real clear politics have them up almost by like double digits, like 9.8%. I mean, folks, it, the, the the math just doesn't add up. I mean, in Ohio, there was a mile-long caravan you know, of just Trump support. I mean, where is that same thing going on for Biden? Anywhere? I don't see it. Do you worry?
1: Oh, my microphone got muted. My microphone got muted. I don't know what happened. We got cut off. My microphone got muted. I- i jesus christ guys i don't know how the hell that happened but, wow that's a little weird hold on a second we'll get we'll get doctor back here in a second um there doctor you're back yeah my microphone got muted i don't know what the hell happened
9: um <laughs> yes yeah, so so, tell, so
1: yeah keep that see as you were saying go ahead
9: um so where did i leave off at just uh so we, yeah, we were so just I was, talking
1: about – I, I was just mentioning i was mentioning Joe Biden's decline and you know just how his friends and family they care more about power than actually his well being and they clearly know he's sick, they clearly know there's something wrong, but they don't care i mean it, it it's sad it really is sad
9: it 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 really is and and this is the scary part i mean if if the unheard of hap if the unbelievable happens. And you somehow – I can say the word. We won't have a country left, but the only, can you imagine the way they win, Kamala the Harris? Only, oh, my
1: God. Oh, my God. But the only way they win, the only way they win is voter fraud. That's
9: the only way. That's it. That's it. And, you know, people have been talking about this, that, you know, what's going to happen? We need to have – a clear victory that's out there in in terms of where the electoral college, okay, it's even greater than it was before. Like you were talking about Oregon. I think Minnesota's in play. Nevada is there. I mean, these areas that are predominantly, okay, the battleground states when you're talking about, okay, you're talking about Florida, North Carolina, Michigan, where there are predominantly, there's a tremendous amount of black votes that are out there. And as we were talking about, I mean, does it, it, it's inconceivable that The same amount of black enthusiasm is there for Joe Biden right now as it was there for Hillary Clinton? I mean, it even fell 4% for Barack Obama in 2012.
5: No,
1: I know. I know. It's ridiculous. Um, No, I agree with you. And, and Doctor, I want you to stay with us. I'm going to take a quick commercial break, but tell everybody where they can connect with you, where they can find you, all that good stuff.
9: Oh, absolutely. Well, listen, first of all, they can go to my website, which is www.dr. And then my name, dot com. .com, that's D-R. Or they can also go to my Twitter account, which is at show. That's at show. And then also on the Conserve Commando's radio network and the AUN TV network, which is broadcast right there in uh, your home state, there in California, Nice. Up and down the coast on about uh, 17 different TV stations locally, they can hear our yeah. show Monday through Fridays as well. So, yeah. uh, look forward to being on your show again. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah,
1: and stay, stay with us, stay with us, and I, I we'll will definitely meet soon. We'll definitely meet soon because I'm, I'm definitely close by. So, um, I know you're up in the what, like Newport, LA area.
9: It's really sketchy there. I, I don't even know if I, I lost you again.
1: Oh, can you hear me now? Weird. I don't know what's go, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. Hold on, guys. We're gonna take a quick commercial. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Stay with us.
12: TGI Fridays famous sizzling entrees that you know and love, like chicken, shrimp, and cheese, just got even hotter. With new delicious tastes like whiskey flat iron steak and the tastiest sizzling street foods. Hurry in. They're starting at only ten dollars, we bring the sizzle like no other. New sizzle and entree starting at ten dollars. TGI Fridays, the home of endless apps. Endless apps every night, nine p.m. to close.
1: Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from the Rory Sodder Show. Are you an aspiring entrepreneur? Do you have an app idea? Do you want to save money? Well, i got great news for you. My company, GetYourAppBuilt.com, charges a fraction of the cost compared to anywhere else. And all of our work is the same amount of professionalism you'd see from any other company. Uh, Please visit our website, GetYourAppBuilt.com, for your free consultation and contact us today. Thank you. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from The Rory Sodder Show,
12: I didn't think anything was going to work for me until I tried Chantix.
4: Chantix, along with support, helps you quit smoking.
12: Chantix reduced my urge to smoke. I needed that to quit.
9: Tell your health care provider if you've had depression or other mental health problems. Decrease alcohol use while taking Chantix. Use caution when driving or operating machinery. The most common side effect is nausea.
4: I can't tell you how good it feels to have smoking behind me. Talk to your doctor about Chantix.
1: And we are back. The Rory Sodder Show, coast to coast, worldwide. Listen to in 25 countries on 70 online platforms. Everybody, it's a beautiful night coming to you live from Palm Springs, California. We have a much more established address. I want to introduce to the show a political candidate from Illinois. We have Babette Holder. Babette, how are you? Hey, Rory.
10: Good evening. Can you hear me?
1: I can hear you well. Can you hear me?
10: I hear you well and fine. I've been listening to the show. It's been excellent. Hey, Rory, I just want to let the um, congressional candidate from Oregon know if she's still listening. I am going to be following her. It's insane, the district and territory she has to cover. (laughs) So um, she impressed me. And what a great service you're doing all these candidates by having them on your show.
1: Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And It's your first time on. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
10: Well, yes, my name is Bebette Holder Yumberg. I am in the state of Illinois. I reside in the second largest county in the state called DuPage County. We should talk about maybe about a million people by the end of the year. That is if the great exit out of Illinois has slowed down. I am also the candidate for DuPage County Recorder of Deeds. I had a tough primary end up as the Republican nominee. And, you know, I'm a wife. I'm a mother. um, I'm also not one of those established politicians. This is actually my first um, campaign. I, though, have spent over 20 years working behind the scenes for other candidates. I own my own social media digital communication um, company, mainly working with um, high public profile figures, typically those who are running for office or even some country music artists. <laughs> so there's a variety for you right there. Hey, Rory, I wanted to toss up this question. Um, do you know who the first African-American recorder of deeds in the United States was? Say it again. Uh, do you have any idea who the first African-American recorder of deeds was in the United States?
12: Refresh my memory.
10: Yeah, it, I know. And, and believe it or not, I did not notice until someone told me. And the president of the Frederick Douglass Foundation Illinois chapter, it was, was Frederick it actually Douglas. Frederick
1: Douglass. Was it actually, it was Frederick, Frederick, actually Frederick Douglass? It was actually Frederick
10: Douglass, and he was recorder of wow. these for Washington, D.C. So wow. i just bring that wow. up there, which it, it blew my mind because someone came up to me and they said, You're the president of the Frederick Douglass Foundation, Illinois chapter. We have chapters throughout the nation. They're like, did you know Frederick Douglass was the first African-American recorder? I was like, what? (laughs) So maybe a state, maybe a state. You know, I call myself a Frederick Douglass Republican. Um, You know, I'm not, I am also a Trump supporter. I support our president. And we have a swamp here. Uh, that can be on par at times with
1: washington d c absolutely absolutely well well you're you're doing a lot of good things, and you know obviously you're in a place where it's very very um you know dangerous in terms of crime i mean you know speak on that with the whole chicago scenario i mean you're you know illinois well, we're not I mean, this, yeah, and the corrupt mm-hmm. governors, all the politicians. I mean, they're awful there.
10: Yeah, yeah, they are. I'm, in our county, I mean, we have Cook County, which is where the city of Chicago is based and uh, borders up to a lot of DuPage County. And you're correct, Rory. The crime is actually filling so far into the county. I'm about an hour's drive from... Uh, The downtown city of Chicago, and that's during regular traffic hour, maybe an hour and a half, 40 minutes by train. We actually had two armed um, break-ins out in my area, one less than half a mile from me, overnight, and they were from Cook County. And speaking of corruption or not doing their job, the elected official, uh, Kim Fox, who made national news, she's the uh, City of Chicago, state's attorney, or Cook County. She's the one that you know the Jesse Smollett you know scandal that went on, and the slap on the wrist and undermine CPD, Chicago Police Department, who did a great job putting that case together. Well, guess what? To those two, two of those people involved in the terror that night, and I do say terror because they terrorized the families of the homes that they broke into. They actually right. were released, really slapped on the wrist. She does not do. They don't do the hardcore prosecuting, and setting the bail high enough. One has even removed a home ankle monitoring device. Now, our yeah, state attorney truck. out here, which is one of my running mates, he he is he lets them know we're not going to do that in DuPage County. People move to DuPage County because of the state communities and neighborhoods and the good schools. And to have this crime spilling out and they expect to get these lights slapped on the wrist and you can do anything like in Cook County and run them up, doesn't happen here. Now, recorder, indeed, a lot of people don't even know what a recorder does. No, I don't touch taxes. But one thing I will work with the state's attorney and prosecutors in the county is for fraud. Rory, I know you know quite a bit about real estate and investments and so forth. G fraud is one of the fastest, highest-rising white-collar crimes today, and they're no longer just focusing on senior citizens. They're focusing on everybody. Last year, Halle Berry was a target of G fraud where someone was trying to steal her home. Jesus. So votes I mean, matter is what I tell people. Who you're voting for, what are they going to do. Yes. I don't care
1: what yeah. position they're running
10: for, it matters. Right. Yeah,
1: and and, and I, love, I love your insight. And I, I could talk to you all day long, and, and I want to get you on right. here more often. Let's make, let's make you a regular. Let's get you on here often. Um, tell everybody how That'd they can donate, so how, they, how they can get involved and connect with you.
10: If you want to connect with me, find out more. If, if you live in the area of state or even out, I've had people help me from, as far as Washington, D.C. Look, I'm grassroots myself and have been a big advocate. Um, my site is Holder for Recorder of Deeds, H-O-L-D-E-R, recorderofdeeds.com. And you can email me at Bebet I am the cousin of that horrible, you know, Eric Holder, lock him up. I'm also known nationally as the Holder on the Right. So, Rory, I want to thank
1: you all so much. I know you have a long night ahead, but thank you for this opportunity. I, well, I love having you on. Let's get you back next week, and stay with us if you can. we got a lot more people to get to, but uh, you're, a, you're, a great, you're a great source and wealth of information, and I love your insight and value, so thank you.
10: Thank you, Rory. I
1: appreciate it. All right. Bye-bye. I want to welcome to the show, I believe he's with us right now, we have best-selling author David Galvin. David, what's up, buddy?
12: Hey, what's going on, Rory? Nice to speak to you again, brother.
1: How the hell are you, man? What's new, man? What are you doing, man? What's the 411? Uh, What's the rundown?
12: Oh, man, I'm just counting down the 27 days to the election. And then I'm really more concerned about the 79 days of hell after the Trump landslide. It just seems like the the deep state is really gearing up for the Trump win, and they're already planning on on, trying to have chaos going on in this country right after that. I'm already seeing Nancy Pelosi trying to do the continuity of government uh, plan going on. It seems like she's already trying to take him out. She's already trying to throw out down the 25th Amendment on him. And I just think that what's going to happen after the election is probably going to be worse than really what's going to be going on until the election right now.
1: And you know what, David? You bring up a great point, and I've talked about this on my show many times. Regardless of who wins, it's going to be blood either way. There's going to be the worst war we've ever seen because Trump supporters are going to think, oh, well, we got cheated out of voter fraud. Because that's actually what it's going to come down to. If we lose, it's only because of voter fraud, and then the other re- the other obviously reason is the left doesn't get their way and Trump wins. And then I-, I swear to God, this is going to be the worst civil war we've ever seen. This is going to make the 60s look like batting practice.
12: Yeah, I agree with you. I think what we saw in the George Floyd riots with uh, Black Lives Matter minor, and is our is kids is
1: minor compared to what is compared to <laughs> what it's going to be. That was minor.
12: Yeah, exactly. That's going to be the good old days. And, you know, we're going to see George Soros unleash Antifa into the cities. They're going to be mad as hell. They're going to burn down cities. And as it come down to Trump thinking, is he going to throw down the Insurrection Act? Is he going to put down the military on the streets? And I agree with you. I just think that whatever happens, it's going to be ugly no matter what, because the left can only win by cheating. Right now, your previous guest talked about how, you know, the black, black people only gave about 8% of the votes for Trump back in 2016. I've seen recent uh, polls saying it's up to 30%. 30. We all they're, know. Now they're
1: over 30%. Yeah. Now it's over
12: 30%. Yeah, exactly. We know that uh, Joe Biden is a worse candidate than Hillary Clinton. and I, I know the deep states can still vote like crazy, but I think Trump right. still wins a landslide, and they're just going to unleash the terrorists. And it's, like you said, it's going to be very ugly. No matter what, we're going to be happy Trump wins that night, but we could actually see the burning just start that night. I think the deep state will just continue to push it and push it all the way. And I'm going to call it the 79 days of hell into the, until uh, until January when uh, Trump takes office again. And they'll just do anything they can just to take him out, take down the movement, and just cause chaos, which is always what they always do, Roy.
1: And, you know, you bring up great points, and you talk about in your book – uh, a lot of what's actually happening in reality. I mean, you you talk about coops, you talk about the takeover of government, you talk about anarchy. Uh, tell everybody about that.
12: Yeah, so my book is The White Horse Ride. It's pretty much I set it off in a 2025 when Trump leaves, and that's when the deep state starts to take over more. I have a series of false flags, which is something that the deep state has done in the past in America uh, to bring about the New World Order, which is really the over the the big thing that's really going on when you look at the big picture, everything's really just turning into the one world government. It's really what they want. We know we got the lower level uh, Democrats playing games with their scams. But the overall, what you're seeing is really the, the push towards the one world government. That's really what COVID-19 is, this whole total lockdown, which is also part of this whole game, where they're just trying to bring us now. It almost seems like now into the whole uh, one world socialist government. They're locking everyone down. They want to bring in the cashless society. And right now, they're having this big pushback against uh, nationalism, whether it's Trump here or Brexit or other places in Europe. I think uh, Brazil has a very nationalistic uh, uh, president right now, too. So, And, you know, we know that D-class is coming, too. So when you push these people into a corner, they're like, you know, a raccoon in the corner, corner. So it's not really what is going to have it's going to be what their reaction is going to be to this and they will pull out anything right now just to get to get Trump out and to stop this movement because Trump has put a a break to their movement they were supposed to get Hillary in keep her going for 8 years and just keep going towards the one world government and this is really what it's all about. It's, it's more than just you know the economy. It's more than just uh, the constitution. It's the whole big picture is what they're trying to push right now, and and uh, people like you, normal people, people in the alternative media, have pushed back against this and it's, it's damaged them immensely. And I, I just think when it comes into after November the election, they're gonna they're gonna do anything they can, whether it's the uh, false flags, the anarchy or even crashing the economy, which is something we're watching right now that just keeps going down and down, specifically because of COVID. I mean, you're out there in California where I used to live for like 40 years, actually. And I talked to my family members out there, and they're just like, Newsom is just crazy. And they're just stopping everything out there. And you see what's happening to New York, too. I read that uh, yes, you know, 50 75% of New York restaurants are going to go down. By the end of the year, if they well, keep locking luckily, people down.
1: Luckily, where I live in California, Palm Springs, it's a very nice place, mostly Republican, a lot of retirees. Uh, it became very famous back in the uh, 50s and 60s when Dean Martin, Sammy Davis, Frank Sinatra, all these different people, you know, started coming here. And it became this hot spot. And then everybody started coming here. And believe it or not, I, I live in the same community. Uh, Sinatra had a house three blocks away. Um, you know, I, I love it here, man. I, I think it's paradise. I love how cozy, how quaint, how how friendly everybody is. It's, it's definitely not the vibe of like a San Francisco or an L.A. Like it, it's very it's it's very conservative. I mean, for sure you got the you got them liberals. There's there's a get strong gay population here. But there's also a lot of gay Republicans. So, but it's mostly retirees. I mean, you know, there's some young people. I mean, you got a wide variety. But yeah, it's 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 nice. I like it.
12: Yeah, I mean, I, I grew up in Pasadena. I lived in Huntington Beach. I went to school in San Diego, I mean, California. I live in Dallas now. I mean, California's a beautiful state. I mean, you got the oceans, you got the beaches, but it's yeah. almost amazing what you see with the Democrats really locking oh, down L.A. and oh, San
1: Francisco oh, yeah. the other oh, yeah. suburbs. It's,
2: it's terrible. It's,
1: it's terrible, and, and it's yeah,
2: like
1: everybody, everybody used to say, oh, California, what a, an amazing place, and now people say, ew, California, that's what we're talking about? Like People, people get the bad image of it because of poor pol- political leadership. I don't know what happened. Uh, David Galvin cut out on us. Um, he, is, he is a best-selling author. Um, I want everybody to know where they can find his book, and I want to give him a shout-out right now. I don't know why we keep having difficulties. Um, something is, is off right now. Uh, give me one second, guys. I am going to get his information so I can give a shout-out to his book and everything, where you can find that. Uh, it is called the White Horse Ride It, Tribulation series. Uh, you can find uh, David Galvin at, on Twitter at tribulation the. Again, that's at tribulation the, and uh, he is doing a lot of amazing things. He's all over social media. Just look him up. Um, great author. Uh, who I want to go to now. I believe he's with us. We have crime expert Carlos Cavazuti, good friend of mine. I'm glad. Uh, He's joining us and still with us and still breathing. I'm sure he's got a lot on his mind. What the hell is going on, my brothers?
11: Oh, man, what a show you've been having tonight, man. I, you've been hitting on all the topics tonight. If you were an 8-cylinder car, you'd be hitting on 12-cylinders, my man.
10: <laughs>
1: What's going on, man? What's the rundown? What's the deal?
11: Well, well, well you know, that gorgeous babe in uh, Baltimore that's running... God damn, she's a nice
1: piece of ass. She's a nice piece man, of ass. Man, she's, she's, I, very it, yeah, yep. she's very respectful. She's very respectful. Okay, I don't judge her. You know, she's a stripper. More power to her. She's got the body of a stripper. I bet she sucks good, you know... I, 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 okay, I'm not going to... I'm not going to get... My mind's in the gutter. I just I look at her and I'm like... I bet she's a freak in the sheets. I bet she knows really what she's doing. She, she looks just like a fun time. Go ahead, though. Sorry.
11: Well, I know we, but we both like the chocolate because we discussed that privately. Uh,
1: the brown but, sugar, but baggie, I love you. the brown sugar. I love the brown sugar. Yeah. <laughs>
11: yeah. You know, the Commodores based their song off of her. She's a brick house. And oh, the, she is! You know, I want to spank, that ass. Wanna spank that, that ass. I want to spank
1: that ass. I want to punish her. <laughs> I want to. I want to. Oh <laughs> my god, the things I want to do to her and her lips. Oh my god, she's got those lips, and you know what I'm talking about. You know what the fuck I'm talking oh, about? Yes, I... Like a goddamn vacuum cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> you,
11: you know, my publisher in my first book, I wrote a chapter uh, titled. <laughs> She's a brick house. And my publisher said, oh, we might have problems with that because some black people might be offended by that. I said, are you kidding me? I said, you tell a black woman she's a brick house, she takes that as the highest compliment you could give her. And I even asked a black girl in in Sam's pharmacy, uh, this young girl, and I had gotten to know her. My wife was with me when I asked her. I, I, I won't mention her name. I said, if someone called you a brick house, what would you say? She said, oh, my gosh, that's just such a compliment. She said, if somebody told my mother that, she would blush for four months. So, I, I mean, she, you know, who cares what she did in the past? Who cares? Who cares if she shook that ass?
1: Who cares if she shook that ass? She shook it and yes, she made they, her money. They, they don't, she was hustling. She's an entrepreneur. They, they, She's an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
11: They they, they don't care uh, about Kamala Harris, what she did in the past.
0: And oh, we, with Big Willie. With Big,
1: Big Willie in San Francisco. Boogie.
11: Oh, yeah, yeah, and I know she had those best details you can buy in Home Depot, and uh, you know, <laughs> we're, we're off to a crazy start here, you know. But, uh, you know, the, who cares what she did? She's got the best interest of the people in Baltimore in her heart, and she deserves to go to Congress. She deserves she to win. She knows what's yeah. wrong. She knows the Democrats have done a Damn thing for the people of Baltimore or any of these other big cities, and and you know something—they just keep hitting them on the head. There are so many young black women that are and young men that black men that are turning away from the Democrat Party uh, because they can see uh, they can see past the BS of the mainstream media. And they're, they've got some education, and they can understand that these people haven't done anything for us in, in 50, 60 years, or however long the Democrats have been in charge of those cities. And they're all crap holes. And you know, something—the whole state of New York is turning into that. But Western New York, I've got to tell you, Matt, I have friends up there, I have family up there, and they are die-hard. Red They want the red tide coming down And they are going to kick ass As much as they can And they may not get over in New York But I'm telling you They're not going to give up the fight They know New York is on a downward trend And we have nothing to thank But Cuomo and de Blasio For ruining New York City And the rest of New York
1: State No, I agree I agree I agree 100%. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's quite something. It, it, it's quite something. I mean, you know, look at everything we're dealing with. I mean, look, look at it. Ju- it just goes on and on and on. I mean, it's, it's one thing after the other, you know. And, and sports, sports is finally going, going to go back to normal next year. Uh, the NBA said that they're no longer going to do the social justice bullshit because nobody wants to hear their fucking rants and all their whiny fucking nonsense. We don't care. Oh, LeBron James is coming again. The, the, Ooh, where, la- 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 where, Matter. I'm sick of this shit. The NBA and NFL have come. lost
11: seventy percent in the polls of you know of viewership. Nobody right, cares no, about they, them anymore. Right. No, and here's the thing.
1: Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Carlo. They thought they could get away. With, with pulling this on the American people, but it backfired on them. And now the NBA said next season there will be nothing political that, and no kneeling, no kneeling, no Black Lives Matter shirts, because all it did was affect their business and all it did was backfire, when in reality they they, they thought they could dupe and, you know, try to trick the American people. And I'm just tired. I go to sporting events to get – my mind off of politics. I don't go to sporting events exactly. to hear the I don't I don't go there to hear what these athletes think about life and who they're gonna vote for because they're paid to do a job. They're paid to perform. In a business environment, the code of ethics and morals and pretty much just in general is politics is off limits. You don't really talk about it. You're not supposed to. You're supposed to respect people's privacy and it's been like that for the longest time. But we've turned into into this Poisonous culture that is just Off the wall, it's off the wall And you know, now you got also, Hollywood celebrities just so the and,
11: that, game. and if you got right, something exactly. to say Run for freaking yeah. office and, and retire from your yeah. Multi-million yeah. dollar and you, Sports yeah,
1: job that yeah, you have that,
11: I respect the and talent now, yeah, and now this you' why I'm watching you For your talent, not your freaking Political
1: views Right, right, Here, here's the thing now you got Hollywood celebrities getting naked. They're, they're they're getting naked trying to encourage people. Oh to my know. God! That you got ridiculous. fat ass. You got fat ass. No, you got fat ass. Amy Schumer, smelly Amy Schumer, on on there uh, getting naked. Nobody wants to see that shit. You got you got hairy ass Mark Ruffalo. I mean, who the fuck wants to see Mark Ruffalo naked? No fucking thank you. Then you got who's that big fat guy, comedy guy? Oh, Josh Gad is his name. Yeah, GAD, he's in a lot of movies, but he has, like, man man titties, and he's a big fucking 300-pound guy, and he's getting naked. All these fat people and unattractive people are getting naked. That's how delusional they are because they think it's actually going to make a difference with votes. I don't know what planet these people I, live I, on, I but it's <laughs> I was waiting for oh, Michael yeah. Moore uh,
11: to take show up. I was waiting for Michael Moore to show up. Take
1: off your shirt, Michael Moore. Like, Michael Moore, show us those man kitties, Michael Moore.
11: Yeah, put him on a spit and roast him like a big ass fat ox. And and, and he, Rosie, you know, O'Donnell's getting,
1: Rosie O'Donnell is getting naked too. Rosie O'Donnell is getting naked. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, they're they're just all nasty. And it, oh my he, god, they smell. The, they smell like the butthole. They all smell like butthole yep. and body odor and yep. fucking musk and fish.
11: Yep. You you, you know, the the mainstream media made such an issue, I'm switching gears here a little bit, about the fly on Pence's hair. Do you know they accused Trump, I mean, I'm sorry, they accused Pence of being sexist for debating a woman? What? Are you kidding me? Sexism? Well, you know, something. If, if that's Texas, maybe she can sit out and some man take her, you know, uh, certainly not Joe. I mean, they got to come up with some better people. The, the, what they're putting up there. Joe can't remember his, his ass from a hole in the ground. Kamala just sits there and gives a smirk and never answers a question. So, I, I mean, what was that debate all about? You, you know, and, and now they want Trump is debate virtual. He's not going to have that and that ain't going to happen. And that's what and, I'm talking and, about. And, and
1: I agree, Carlo, Carlo. I don't I don't think Trump should do virtual. That's giving in to the liberal bullshit and basically that's like Trump acting weak. Trump Trump should never do anything virtual. It should all be live on a stage as, you know, and that that's the protocol. That that's what should go on. There's no ifs ands or buts about it. Do it the right way. We don't want, because we all know if it's virtual, Biden's going to cheat even more, even more than the earpiece he had in the last time. He's going to have people giving him answers left and right, right next to him that are hiding behind the screen.
11: That's right. Trump should make it mandatory that they're both scanned for any electronic equipment a second before they go on stage. This way, there's no way that old crazy ass Dementia Joe, can get any answers or any support from a third party. I, I mean, Trump will just literally crush him. And Joe yes. can't answer yes. a question. And, you know, well, you know that thing. Well, what thing are you yes. talking about, Joe? I don't know what thing you're talking about, Joe. And, oh. and uh, you know, Kamala Harris came up in that debate with them like a a haughty, nappy-ass bitch. And and that's exactly what she is. She thinks she's something special because she gave somebody something a little special. And, you know, we're right back full circle again. And, And, you know, Trump is now urging Barr to indict Barack Obama and Biden. What's going to happen if they they, uh, indict uh, Biden? I I mean, that's got to take him out of the race. And it's just like we talked the other night with Hunter being involved with the GICOMs, besides the uh, Ukrainians and the Russians. I I mean, Joe's complicit in all this. He's corrupt. Corrupt Joe. I, I mean, nothing has stuck to Trump. Not a damn thing Everything they have come up with Nancy Pelosi now revoking the 25th Amendment Well you know Why don't you just wait and see what happens They are running so scared And you know there's a CIA Operative In Trump's inner circle That he's saying All of these polls are rigged Showing that you know The Democrats are going to win And this and that But he says a landslide is coming a landslide yeah. is coming. It's going to be a red tide and it's going to sweep over this country. And you know something? All these people who say they're going to leave, get the freak out of America and go somewhere where you yeah. believe all the I bullshit agree. that I you kind of believe that America amen. should be
1: like. Go to Venezuela. Amen. Uh, amen. Uh, amen. 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 Yeah. No, I agree. I, I agree with you. I'm going to get to uh, Joe Murray before we close the show. But, everybody, you can find our good friend Carlo Cavazzuti at CavazzutiCrime.com. Again, that's CavazzutiCrime.com. He's also on Twitter at CarloCav45. He's on Facebook. He's everywhere. The guy's a legend. God bless you, man. Stay with us uh, to hear Joe Murray, and then uh, we will be ending I the show. I know Joe's waiting for here. you, so
11: you go, you go get to my brother Joe. You get to my brother Joe. He's waiting.
1: Retired NYPD police officer and lawyer, Joe Murray. Joe, how are you? Hey, Rory. Glad to have you
7: on. I mean, glad to have you on. Glad to. I, what I wanted to say is that we got to rename this show. It should be Rory After Dark when you and Carlo get together. <laughs> you guys are hysterical.
1: <laughs> it's unfiltered, man. I, well, what can I say, man? I'll just tell you. No, I, that's, I speak my mind, man. That's the question. Sometimes, you, sometimes, I, 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 sometimes it, I sometimes I sometimes I talk like I drink all the wine, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, it's great. I love your energy.
7: And uh it's really it, it's it's very refreshing, you know? There's so many people that are just so many slackers, we got a governor and a mayor who who can do as little as possible to help the people. You know, this latest yeah. nonsense going on with the Governor Cuomo, he instituted this new executive order, executive order number 68 where he's now going to lock us down again. He's picking out certain districts he that get. he
3: he yep. believes
7: with these crazy testing that's being done. The testing is unreliable. And it just seems very convenient that there are districts that voted for Trump. Isn't that convenient? The districts that voted for Trump and he's now retaliating and uh, him and the mayor are responding to them. So, it, the hypocrisy yeah. continues because the Black Lives Matter protests go on unabated and, uh, we're locking down communities again. So it, it's crazy, uh, madness. I'm hoping that, uh, with this election cycle, that we could bring about some change and some great people running for office. New York, the Republican party is, is firing back. This is almost reminiscent of Giuliani time when, uh, when he took over, uh, the crime was rampant and the shootings are going through the roof. So I'm very hopeful that this election cycle brings about some change. If not this cycle, definitely the next one. But I do feel pretty good about this. I've been out there with a lot of the candidates walking the streets. I was out with John Cummings. Uh, he, you know, he's running against AOC. We were down at a Sunday he was on station. My show. He was
1: on my show Tuesday. He was on my show Tuesday. I love that guy.
7: Yeah, great guy. And let me tell you something, I'm out in the street with the with him in his district and we're at a train station and people are recognizing him. That's so big for a candidate. When people recognize you and they're calling him out, hey Mr. Cummings, good luck. They're throwing thumbs up at him. I'm like, wow, that's fantastic. But John is yeah. just that kind of guy. You know, he's a regular guy. He's lived or worked in the district for sixty years. So we were out a couple of weeks ago in his, uh, the Bronx portion of the district where he lives. He lives in the Bronx, and we were doing a little march, and we're walking along, and I see all the Cummings posters hanging up in the walls, in the stores and the windows, and then as we're going along, I see his kid ride by on a bike, and he goes, "Hey, Mister Cummings, how you doing?" And he goes, "Hey, this is one of my students. Guy is a guy of the community, the guy man of the people." So I I saw on his website I think. Yesterday that he was Invited yeah, women Were invited to do A uh, debate uh, In the district at a particular forum And uh, of yeah. course she didn't Show up she blew them all Yep, yep. that's
1: she what he told busy her working, she, she, uh, she, re- she chickened out She chickened
7: out Incredible you know and it's so funny Because that's why Joe Crowley lost his race He lost his race because he kind of disassociated with the district. He moved to Washington. He thought he was going to be speaker, and he was ignoring the district. And you know what? The district remembered that. And when it came time for the election, this new, pretty young lady who's very energetic, she came in there, and they said, great, let's bring her in. Well, now she's doing the same thing. She's made the mistake of focusing on her national persona, and ignoring the district. So I really have a good feeling about this. You know, the district is eight to one Democrat, but it's not eight to one socialists. You know, like they, these are good, hardworking people. Old so school,
1: hardworking their- Democrats, old school, hardworking yeah. Democrats like the JFK.
7: Exactly. You know, like she's the face of this defund the police movement. Her district is not defund the police. They love the police over there. They need the police. So, you know, I, I really got a good feeling about him. Today I was out with a guy, Tom Mitch. I'd love for you to get him on the show. He's he's one of the hardest working candidates I've ever seen. He's hitting the streets yeah. backwards forwards all over the place. Today we were out because one of the districts in Queens uh, is uh, a Jewish community there that, again, they're very pro-Trump, and I think they're being retaliated against. So we had a little demonstration. We're out there, but we were also doing a little campaigning for Tom. Uh, He's a tireless campaigner. I can't wait to see your campaign with your energy. But uh, he's another guy that's doing some great things. There's another guy, Tom Sullivan out in Rockaway, running for the state Senate. We really need our state legislators because of that ridiculous bail reform that they enacted last year. During my campaign, when I ran for district attorney, that's what I was dealing with, the incoming bail form and the release of thousands of of inmates from Rikers Island. It was crazy. So, you know, we have so much going on. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I hear you. And, Joe, uh, you know, I do do have to close out the show in a second, but I'm going to get you on Tuesday. I'm going to get you on first thing Tuesday. We have a lot to talk about. Um I am out of time. I only have about less than a minute left, so I gotta gotcha. close out. But, uh, sorry, go ahead.
7: I love the show, Rory. Anytime. Whatever you can say in the end there. I love the show. I love all the all the players. Call and I have a good relationship we built out of this. So I love Thank all the you.
1: candidates. Thank you. To... Thank you so much, man. Thank you. And and we, people can find Joe Murray at on Twitter at Joe Murray Law. You can find him all over the internet. He's a a very well-known political consultant and very popular lawyer, ex-NYPD. Uh, great man, great friend, great value to the show. Uh, we always appreciate you, man. We'll talk to you soon.
7: Thanks, brother. Be well.
1: Uh, everybody, it's been a fantastic show tonight. Um, I want to thank all my guests, my co-hosts, my sponsors and audience. I love you all. Uh, have a great weekend, and I will see you all on Tuesday. Until then, I'm Rory Sodder. Mega, mega, mega. God bless, everybody. Much love. Cheers.